And that's when I said, that's not a camel. That's my wife. That's terrible. So I wanted to show you guys something. Now, I know this will come out a couple weeks from now, so this will be old news, but it was announced today if I could find it. Let's put this up on the screen. Okay, let's not make that noise. It's not going to work. We're recording. <laughs> oh, we are? Yes, we are. Oh, <laughs> what do you think is happening right now? <laughs> did I get it? Where did it go? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've lost it. Where the fuck? You're, fumb- you're fumbling the bag. I'm fumbling it. Where did it go? The bag. Like like he's losing money, <laughs> is that what that means? Because I know fum- I think so. I think fumbling can be used for any. I think it can be used for anything. No, but the bag though. The fumbling the bag. I feel like might that, be money. Yeah. I feel like that typically means like like there was a girl and you fumbled the bag. Oh, oh. oh for a girl. So you could okay. use it for non uh, like financial ways. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. But is it even a financial thing? I think the bags like go get your bag is like mm. go get your money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't working like I wanted it to, and now I'm scared and confused. So give me two seconds while I go into the settings. Nice mug, Patrick. Where'd you you get it? Okay. (laughs) You gave it to me as a gift. I did. He gave it to me as a gift. Honestly, I think I ordered it on Amazon, and I didn't think it would be... Okay, so it wasn't a sentimental thing that you no, put no, no. your hand. It, it was just a one day shipping thing <laughs> <laughs> no but honestly i didn't think oh yeah clark kent new clark kent new i just wanted to say this lois is old lane. news but superman and lois lane have been cast for james gunn's superman legacy oh. wow honestly old I, news but i like who's the, the dude i saw a picture of the guy without a beard and he looks really good there's some photoshops of him already like in mm. the suit and everything and he looks the part who's the who's the chick she is Miss Maisel in The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is a oh, the, show the I've comedy never show. seen, but apparently it's fantastic and she's really good in it. Um, and him, I don't know from anywhere. He was apparently in some Netflix show, so I don't know him at all. I like that they've gone the sort of like nobody, not nobody, but like, wow, you know what I mean. Oh like, I'm glad they picked these losers. <laughs> a, little, a little less known quantities for the kind of leading roles. I do want to just say really quickly, I feel really bad for Nicholas Holt. Who is, who is Beast that? in the like the X Men mm. movies, but like the younger Beast, oh, yes, Frazier in yes. X Men three, yes, like yes, the because yes. he was in the running for Batman in the Batman. Oh wow! And lost out to Robert Pattinson. Thank God. And there were rumors going around that he was in the running for Superman. <laughs> Damn. And he lost out to this guy. Not so he's bad. O for two. I mean, he got Beast in X Men, which is like dope. But I'm just saying no, in terms of Batman, it's and different Superman, though. Exactly. Two like, parts of a life. There's, there's levels to it, right? Exactly. Sure. And he and he <laughs> he lost both of them. So Nicholas, if you're listening, I just want to say, hang in there. Hang in there, and also. You know, hey, I'm a fan. I like your shit. Can I just say this man is really attractive? He is. He's a good. I was going to say man. he's a Look cutie patootie. <laughs> oh. You were going to say that was the first thought that, that came that's to what, your that's mind. That's exactly what he was going to say. Oh that's my the first thought. Okay, that's quite the jawline. I don't believe you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we can get off of that. Sure. Now okay. that I've got this open on here, two huh? different tabs. Uh, so, are you going to pull something else up, or are you trying to get the logo oh, back up? Or? I don't know. Hold on. Give me a second here. Oh, 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 oh. So that's a spoiler. <laughs> Those are more spoilers. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some time to figure yeah, out. Yeah, to, there to we perfect go, to, to perfect, perfect the uh, the art. Of anyways, computing. Mm-hmm. Should we should we get into it? I'm I'm excited. I'm good to get into we it. Things I to talk so. about. Let's do it. Welcome 
to episode 16 of Wildly Adequate, the show about who gives a fuck it's announcement time. <laughs> I am one quarter of your hosting crew, Mr. Matthew Arso, and we'll get to these other three bozos in a second. As you may have noticed, things are a little different if you're watching the YouTube video. Good news, we're on video now. That's right, we've got some cameras, we've got some lights, we've got a whole TV with the logo and everything here. Things have changed. Uh, we are also now on YouTube and Spot. Or we we're always on YouTube, idiot. I butched it. We're now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So for those of you who don't want to see our hideous, hideous faces, you don't have to. You can. Go, I don't like that. Go to that now. I, I feel like, like you should be talking about just yourself. Go on. Just myself. Um. <laughs> anyways, we are now on video. So you know, bear with us for the next few episodes while we figure out the kinks and shit uh but for now we hope you like this wonderful change that we've made and hope it makes the show infinitely better anyways i am joined as always hey hey i'm patrick my name is mark and i'm malcolm i was gonna say this is kind of like a face reveal but we've been doing our photos on the social yeah. media clips so sure. everyone i mean people who engage with the social media know what we look like mm -hmm. but for those who don't face reveal Face reveal. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, kids. Uh, who is starting us off today, John? I feel like we, <laughs> <laughs> feel like we established That's this okay. Already. I'm just asking for the audience. Oh, okay. I, I will be starting today, actually. Let's go. And um, today I want to talk about movies, mm. specifically our favorite movie trilogies. Mm. Can I just cut in here for just yeah, one second? Yeah, go ahead. No. I just, I, what I've been doing for the past, like, how many episodes are we in now? 16? Yeah. Is use my phone to keep notes on stuff that you guys like ask about. Yeah. Right. It's going to be okay for this one because I didn't have like, I didn't mark down that many stuff, but I'm going to have to Just use pen and paper. I'm going to have to do a different method. Now. You know, I was actually okay. going to say the same thing. I use my phone to usually mark everything down, but today's the one specific day <laughs> I decided I was going to do it in my mind. Oh, wow. Well, as, as it turns out, fellas, I got this computer right in front of me. I Lucky mark boy. Some stuff down. Oh, you're bragging now. I made right. a show document for, you know, hmm. things, which I guess really only applies to me. But anyways, uh, continue, Mark. Yeah, so um, I was thinking about movie trilogies at some point. I don't remember when. I think it was a couple weeks ago. And then I started, like, researching some of the most popular movie trilogies. And then I was like, what is my favorite trilogy? Because to me, like, I'll throw out an honorable mention right away. And that's, like, the original Star Wars trilogy. But the problem for me is that it wasn't something that I grew up with, and it's not something I feel like deeply connected to. Like I like it a lot, but I wanted to find one that's like really, you know, yeah. So why ahead. does it? Why does it feel like you're blaspheming right now? I'm blaspheming. It kind of does, doesn't it? Feel like <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, go on. Maybe. So my trilogy. I'm just gonna go ahead right away. My trilogy is the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Mm, so I'm talking wow. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and then War for the Planet of the Apes. I never even thought of that. Was a, that's a good one. It's like my favorite trilogy ever. Yeah. The, the last two, <coughs> excuse me, I'm a little bit under the weather. The Yuck. last, the last two were directed by Matt Reeves, who notably did uh, the, the Batman, the recent one. So Dawn and War were directed by him. Uh, those two are my favorite for sure. And then Rise is really good too. And that was the one with James Franco. Uh, what I like about the trilogy too is that even though the first one was directed by a different person, it feels very connected and like seamless into the second and third. And uh, yeah, it's just really intense and lots of cool action. And uh, Andy Serkis is amazing as Caesar. And so, yeah, I love that trilogy. My favorite. Gentlemen. Oh, 
All right. Oh, um, why, <laughs> why, why passing it to us? Why don't you want to? Yeah, I, want, I wanted to see what you guys rattled off. Mm. What if I wanted to see what you rattled well, off? Well, oh. I've kind of got a list here. Oh, I see. So I figured whichever Mar- one. I'm going to throw out one more. Are we just doing one trilogy as our answer? Yeah, one and then an honorable mention. But okay. I'm going to throw so out. answer you, first. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw out one more honorable mention, though. If that's if that's fine. Oh, but I'm gonna you're, break my own you're about to break your own. I'm going to do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Love Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. I didn't even think of the Guardians. What's wrong yeah, with yeah. me? So I love that trilogy. To me, it's like it's not like you know the best trilogy ever, but like okay. they're they're really three solid, awesome movies. So I like that a lot too. Well, for me, my honorable mention is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, sh- I'm sorry. Mm. Should have kept it to one. <laughs> and my trilogy is Star Wars. I, originals. Excellent. I, at me originals. I thought about everything, mm. and just nothing beats it for me. I just love mm. it. That's incredible. We do have episode. Was that six there? No. That's five, episode five. five. Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Look at that. We I'm embarrassed with what I picked. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> what did you pick, Patrick? I'm so I was looking through. I'll start with the honorable mention, too. Oh, I thought we weren't doing that. No, he just did it. Okay. Yeah, um, he can do it. Yeah. So, I, so an honorable mention for me is The Lord of the Rings. Mm. Mm. Very good. I couldn't, in my right mind, pick it because it's been so long since I've engaged with those movies sure. that I wouldn't be able to speak on them in any real sort of way. Um, By the way, when I was doing the yeah. research for this topic, like that movie came up in like the best trilogies of all time, like in every single list. Like yeah. there was no one list that uh, excluded it. Yeah, yeah. And also, I was thinking about potentially picking a different trilogy because of the same reason that you said of like have not having seen the movies in a long time, because it's been a long time since I've seen any of the Planet of the Apes movies. But have I, have I told you guys that story about when I was in uh, high school and uh, I was like tasked with picking a movie for the class? Yes, you have. Didn't you pick 12 Years a Slave? Yeah, so I picked 12 Years a Slave because I'd just seen it and I was in grade 10. And this is Miss Class. Beep that out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she was was great. And she like, she trusted me enough to pick a movie for the class and be like, all right, we're going to make an assignment, like a writing assignment based on a movie that Mark's going to pick. And so I picked 12 Years a Slave. It's an amazing movie. Love it. And we we actually watched it all together like last year, possibly. Yeah. Uh, really emotional, really good, but I forgot how vulgar it was when I had uh, picked it for the class because I had, I had watched it like earlier that year and I just forgot, I guess. So we start watching it and, you know, everyone's like, I don't know, like 15 year olds or whatever. And then like, there's like crazy nudity and like pretty intense violence and stuff. And I was like, I kind of felt bad because then she was like really like, like surprised because she didn't know what the movie was about i think she knew that it was about slavery but she didn't think it was like that intense honestly kind of a blunder on her part probably for not, like yeah. researching yeah, like but then also but then also probably like a pretty pretty lousy of me not to think well of, yeah you, you you're know. definitely a dirtbag <laughs> yeah, for sure yeah, yeah so anyway so uh i had to change the movie and i ended up changing it to dawn of the planet of the apes mm. so i feel like that might have been the last time i saw it that was a years ago mm. but i just remember loving it so much and war came out a couple of years after that, and I remember watching it in theaters and it being like incredible. So, anyway, I'm wait, wait. So, was the question, what is the best movie trilogy? Your favorite, or my favorite. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So again, I'm kind of embarrassed with my answer, but I still like I really love this trilogy. Um, and again, I threw out Lord of the Rings as an honorable mention. I'm going to throw out Star Wars as an honorable mention as well. Oh, like the the prequels or the originals? The originals. No way the prequels are. Okay. As much as I love Episode Three, there's no way the prequels yeah, are anywhere your, near. Three's your favorite, right? Yeah. Uh, but Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. Interesting. They only made three. They, no, they I didn't don't only think that's make embarrassing th- at all. I, they didn't only make three, but like the trilogy with um, Johnny Depp. Uh, well, Johnny Depp is in Beyond oh. Three, but with uh, specifically Orlando Bloom's like like his art as well. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Interesting. So those three are my pick. Interesting. Don't Very look nostalgic. at me. Don't look, don't look at me. Like so much that. judgment. <laughs> I think I, that's a bit of a wild card. I didn't expect it. I think that's a good pick. I didn't even think of Pirates of the Caribbean, but I love Pirates of the Caribbean. It's amazing. I love it. 
Anyways, Matthew, um, now that you saw our picks, I have a whole like because I kind of wrote down a list here because I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't have like one. That's a good answer. asterisk because I feel like my answer could change on a given day. Yeah, but it's one of those things where my answer could change any day of the week. Like Star Wars, the original trilogy is a good one. Um, I have a bunch here which we can get to, but I'll just pick like what I'm gonna go with. I don't want then... to make a habit of cutting in here, and I'm sorry for doing this, but <laughs> it's funny that you just singled out Malcolm's pick as being a good one, and then just Mark and I are just <laughs> what. <laughs> I'm saying Star Wars would be on mine too. I don't. Oh, okay. And I just uh, felt like you were trying to. The Planet of the Apes trilogy was one I had on here too. I've never seen the Pirates of the Caribbean. Any of them? No, wait, wait, wait. We all watched them together. Any of them? You guys watched them together. I have not seen a single one. Patrick, I want to go. A single one. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. I want you. I want you to kiss that mic, baby. Sounded really muffled. Really? Well, yeah, the louder you get, the more it'll sure. get blown out. Audio. But, but what I was going to say is I think we watched it on Netflix Party at some point during, during COVID. Yeah. I was not there. I remember not particularly liking the first one just because I was like really tired and I think I fell asleep near the last third of it. Mm. But I, I just don't remember like same thing with the Indiana Jones. I know you love Indiana Jones, Maddie, and I think mm. that's on um, a lot of trilogy lists and stuff. But I just couldn't get into it. I know it's beloved. And I just couldn't do it. Guess what? It's my answer. Oh, wow. Indiana Jones? I was going to go Indiana Jones. It's something that could change any day of the week, but I'm going to go Indiana Jones, the first three ones. I think the first one is like just such a masterpiece. And I'm also, you know, a big Spielberg mark. Big Egypt guy. Uh, And big Egypt guy. Uh, (laughs) The second one, Temple of Doom, I find, gets dunked on a lot. And I think it's the weakest of the three. I mean, if you add Crystal Skull, then that's the weakest. But of the core three, I think Temple of Doom is like the weakest one. But even that, I still find a lot of enjoyment in. Um, is the Last then, Crusade part of the trilogy? Yeah, and oh, then no. Last Crusade being the third one with Mr. Sean Connery. I think that film is also like not as good as the first, but pretty goddamn close. And it's just like a Raiders and Last Crusade are two movies that I struggle to find things wrong with them if that makes any sense i'm not saying they're like perfect movies but they're the kinds of movies they're like a forrest gump to me where i'm like i don't like i don't there's nothing in this where i'm like oh that could have been fixed Mm. oh that could have been tightened up oh that was maybe a weird like line delivery or an editing choice or like you know the sound guy fucked up like i just find Mm. those two movies like as pretty close to like perfect as you can get kind of thing i hate to spoil the surprise here but i noticed you wrote austin powers mm. in your list and that's actually was also on my phone list mm. that it clearly i forgot you know, i've never seen habit. i've never seen any of them yeah i've seen oh, multiple clips them. now and yeah. each time i'm like laughing my ass off same thing with like um a lot of the naked gun stuff i think we've seen mm. the first one yeah yeah we all watched that one together Love hilarious it. so good but I, i've seen clips from the second and like all that stuff and i want to watch all of them yeah. and same with austin powers. I have, uh, austin powers i felt like i wanted to choose because of how hilarious it is but i haven't watched all of the movies in the trilogy so mm. i feel like i couldn't okay. you know austin powers, powers i have written down on here as one of the like you know potential options but yeah i'm gonna go indiana jones for mine uh if i had to toss one of these out as an honorable mention although they all are and we can get to them in a second I'm going to pick Back to the Future as an honorable mention because I know that's up there for a lot of people of being like I didn't even know it was a trilogy. the best trilogy. Me neither. I thought it was just two. You didn't know it's, oh, uh, it's one, a trilogy, two, yeah. and three. By the way, three, sorry, go no, on. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say three. I think is considered the weakest. Mm. Like I think most people would rank them like one, two, and three. Okay, like one being the best, two's good, and three's also like it's still fantastic, but it's just like probably the weakest of the three. But it's mm. just a really like tight, well done trilogy and the way they all kind of like well it's been a while since i've seen the third but specifically the first two how they kind of like sort of weave into each other and all that stuff and Mm. it's just you know a lot of fun obviously michael j fox and 
Christopher Lloyd are. Fantastic. Yeah, so what I was going to say, by the way, is I'm surprised no one said the Dark Knight trilogy. That's another honorable mention I had. I can't believe that. I, I, I figured Patrick might. Mm, I, I thought about it, but it didn't even become an honorable mention. So that's, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can rattle true. off some of these other ones. It's I've really good, here. though, but uh, I don't know, man. These were four other ones that I just wrote down as what I was maybe going to pick, because, again, it could change any day of the week. Uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, I had that as an honorable mention. See, I need my notes with me, bro. <laughs> Spider-Man 1 is like... It has, like, first movie syndrome where it's, like, they don't really know what they're doing yet and they're still kind of figuring it out. Kind of in a lot of ways, I don't know, with, like, A New Hope, for example, where it's, like, Spider-Man 1 and A New Hope, still great. But then you get to the middle child of those families. Leveled up. And you get Spider-Man 2 and Empire Strikes Back, which are just, like, so much better than the first, like, movies and just immaculate sequels. Patrick's um, copying my handhold. Patrick's doing some handholding. I'm, I'm joining Mouse. Spider-Man Three obviously has tons of issues and is like the weakest of the three. But as time goes on, I enjoy Spider-Man Three because a it's very nostalgic for me because that was the only one of those three movies I actually saw in the theater because it would have been like 2007 or eight. Yeah, we were like actually kids, so I was like old enough to go see that in a theater. Um, so that's always been like so it has a nostalgic factor for me too. And now as like an older person. Uh, just all the memes. What's happening right now? What? You and Mark make fun of me for liking Spider-Man Three. I think. Wait, 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 hold, wait, wait, on wait. Second, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I make fun of you for like legitimately liking it. I enjoy it through <laughs> a nostalgic lens and from like a laughing at it kind of lens, which is not what they intended to do with the movie. I enjoy I, it from a nostalgic lens. I like it okay, from. I, I think it, I remember it being my favorite as a kid. Like this is the I second episode in a row. Last week you yeah. said you really like Spider-Man Three. Now you're saying you like it. No, no, wait, wait. And wait. I'm befuddled because here, for my, like years you guys would make fun of me. But for here's it. my thing. It's yeah. like to me, Spider-Man Three is I can watch it and enjoy it, but I feel like there are some parts that are like. I don't know, a little bit goofy, and I remember yes. them being kind of like I don't know, over the, like kind of kind of silly, but like him dancing in the black suit. Sure, yeah, but then also like I again, it was my favorite as a kid. I feel like part of it was probably because I also watched it in theaters, and it was just like I don't know. I, I remember watching it every day and like showing it to my grandparents and like yes, if we, they, we talked about this last yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we did. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I like it, but to me, it's like I think we were. I was making fun of uh, you at some point because you said it was your, your favorite. Of and, the I three. Remember, and I remember. I remember. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but uh, Green Lantern as well was one I was made. Oh for. my! Oh yeah, yeah. and that's, that's one. Just, that's that's one I will. Yeah, that's that's inexcusable. You're right. <laughs> I was gonna say like 20 minutes ago. Is, um, oh wow! Okay. Indiana Jones, new one. So I got a solid like four out of ten on IGN. Yeah, the, oh. at the time of recording, yeah. the Dial of Destiny is not out yet. I do not hear good things, but I mean, I'm gonna go see it anyway. My attitude is like I don't know. As long as it's like better than Crystal Skull, I'll take it. But. Um, although Crystal Skull is kind of like Spider-Man 3 for me, where I'm like, this is not a good movie, but I don't mind like sitting and watching it every once in a while. Sure. Um, same. I feel the same way about the prequels. Like I don't, I don't hate them. And I don't think they're like complete. I mean, like some of them are kind of boring. The prequels, and, like, yeah. For me, it's just Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are just like boring Phantom in a lot Menace of ways. Is, Phantom Menace. That I'm just like, I just don't want to like. Whereas like Spider-Man 3 and Crystal Skull, those movies are like dumb and not great, but they're like goofy and entertaining sure. enough that I'm like, I'll sit and watch this. But to like, me, there's like elements of Phantom Menace and, and Attack of the Clones that like carry me through the movie. Sure. Like I'm, I'm able yeah. to get through it without being like, this is unbearable. Like, I've never, I, I didn't watch those movies and were like, I was like, oh, I can't do this. You know? For me, Phantom Menace is a little more unbearable and Attack of the Clones is kind of cool in my opinion. That's so why I don't mind watching it. They both have, you know, they have moments. Um, what was I going to say? There was one thing I wanted to say. Uh, I forgot. It doesn't matter. Um, the Godfather trilogy hmm. is another one that Still I see. Still haven't watched the second one. You've now. watched all three. You've seen all three. 
And you have this in one third? part of the I don't, movie? Know. don't believe it. I don't know if I've Got ever him. actually seen the <laughs> third one, like, completely. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but one you, and two I've seen. You sat sure. through almost 10 hours of Godfather and not one hour, two hours of Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. Um, so, I'm, you know, the Godfather's up there. We have to watch the second one because uh, you guys haven't seen it yet because it's also it's fantastic. Uh, not yet, but it certainly will I feel be. Like I'm going to throw out one more thing. Please. And I'll I'll invite you guys to jump in as well. I'm gonna list a trilogy that I want to watch mm. and that I've never oh, seen. And I've no. never seen any of them. Yeah, yeah. So there's one called the Before Trilogy. So before the Before Trilogy is. Yes. I think it's before sunrise, after sunset, before sun. I don't even. I They're don't, all before. I think it's before sunset, sunrise, and midnight, or something, something like, that. like that. So it's basically like uh, it's Ethan Hawke who um. I love as an actor and he's like it's like a romantic kind of trilogy of like him meeting this girl on vacation and then falling in love and then having to go back home and like trying to keep in touch and stuff I've heard it's really really good um, and the entire trilogy is like the same couple in like different parts of their lives and like the newest one is like them when they're adults and like reconnecting again from when they were like you know they're, they're reminiscing about when they were in their 20s and then they met in Venice or whatever mm. that's romantic yeah so I've, I've heard it's really really solid and also uh, Malcolm's yawning <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. for me so, was, yeah sorry no go ahead yeah, yeah, yeah for me I was gonna say and purely I don't know anything about this trilogy sure just I've heard it's good the Jason Bourne trilogy mm. oh okay I've seen the first Bourne movie yeah. and I haven't seen the other two well technically there's I think Five. Oh, at this point, there's five. Because they did the three with Matt Damon. They did that one, like, sort of spinoff one with Jeremy Renner. And then they did another one with Matt Damon. But, like, the core three, like, the original ones, I've only seen the first one. It's forever ago, but I remember, like, really liking it. That was, like, three movies I wanted to put on our wheel at some point. That's incredible. Of, like, getting through because I remember the first one being, like, really good. And two and three, I might have seen, like, five minutes here or there on, like, TV over the years. But, like, I want to sit through like in a more modern, you know, adult kind of way and like just go through them all and see how those stack up. Speaking of uh, spy stuff, Captain America was another trilogy oh, I yeah. wrote down. Really good. Because I think the first Avenger is like, it's not my, f- well, I don't know. It's, it's decent. It's, a f- it's one of the better phase one movies, but you know, they were still kind of finding their way. Winter Soldier is like, Epic. So very good and just works not even as like a superhero thing, but just as like a thriller spy whatever movie like it's so good. And then Civil War to me is like just like everything I want. But would you say that Guardians is a better trilogy than now that Guardians was... three is out? I think yes. I personally prob well, it's, it's pretty close though for you. I probably like Civil War on its own more than any of the three Guardians movies. But if you take, <laughs> Come on now. but if you put the two trilogies like head to head, head to head, all three of the Guardians movies, better movies. are better than the first Captain America and Winter sure. Soldier to me. Well, to me, also it's like I could see your argument of like. Um, like also like the fan service of Civil War and how fun it is, and that's like, the thing to me of Civil War. The, the fact that level. they pulled off. A, that storyline. B, like the airport thing, which like I noticed some people just banging action figures together, but it's just I always like seeing the heroes fight each other. To me, the perfect introduction of Spider-Man and like I know people have some issues with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, like later as they've gone on with things. Even I like wasn't crazy about Far From Home, um, although I love Homecoming. But like what we got of him in Civil War, just like the 10 minutes he was on Mm. screen was just everything like I had ever wanted out mm. of a live action Spider-Man at the time. So mm. it's like, there's so much in that movie. By the way, this is all kind of off topic, but are they making a trilogy for the new Batman? 
I, I think that's the plan. I mean, they're doing a part two, Dude, so if, I imagine they're going to do a third. If if the second and third are anywhere near the first one, that would be my new favorite trilogy. It would be the best right. trilogy, right? Yeah. It would have to be. Love it would have to be up there. Um, also, Matt Reeves. Also, Matt yeah, Reeves. like the, f- the first Planet of the Apes, by the way, is directed by this guy named Rupert Wyatt, which I've never seen any of his other movies. Rupert? Rupert Wyatt, that's yeah. That's the name of a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a uh, family guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But uh, Matt Reeves directed two and three, and now he's like slowly becoming one of my favorite directors. Like, I didn't realize he directed the, the two, my two favorite Planet of the Apes movies mm-hmm. when I watched Big The fan. Batman, and I was like, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Hmm? Hmm? Big fan. <laughs> the last two I'll toss out there, and then if you're satisfied, Mark, we can segue. Yeah, my nose here. is almost starting to run, so we'll, we'll cut this. Let's cut this. Do you have more tissues? I threw them all out. Oh, you didn't save any. No, I'm really about it. I'm wasting Not prudent whatsoever. No. I was just going to toss out Evil Dead, which we. Bless you. Oh, just yeah. went and saw Evil Dead Rise, but the bless you again. But the like first in the direction. If I didn't pick up my if I didn't pick up my cup, that <laughs> would have been snot. all Sorry. over my cup. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the first three Evil Dead movies, though, one and two are like classic horror and a lot of fun. Three, I'm not like as crazy about. How, how Army many of are Darkness. there? Uh, twenty. Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. Exactly twenty. <laughs> the remake and then Rise. So five. I was pretty close. Number five was. Uh, How dare you? Rise was <laughs> dope. To me, it was like it wasn't a great movie, but it was it was like fun. Oh, I loved it. Was it. A movie scary. To, it was a movie you'd have to pay me to go see. Wow. I loved Rise. You'd have to pay me to watch it by myself, but to like go with friends, I'd easily do. As it. like a horror dork, I loved Rise, and I liked an interview. I hope they give this director, I forget his name, who did Rise this opportunity because he was doing some interview talking where he's like yeah if rise does well enough and like if they want to do more he's like if they give me the chance to do like an evil dead rise too just the idea he had tossed out of like i would start at like 15 minutes after the first one mm, ends wow. of it would be i forget the character's name but the main character and the little girl she's with and because the scene he had in his head was it would be like the two of them walking into a police station mm. covered in blood and her just putting the chainsaw down mm. on like the desk at the police station i'm like give me that now um and then terminator Terminator 1, fantastic. Terminator 2, just even better. the GOAT, top shit. I love it. Terminator 3 is fine. I don't even know they made a Terminator Like, it's 3. the weakest of them. Never and seen this we don't one. talk about the other ones after mm. that. We don't We don't get into that. Um, but anyways, trilogies. 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 We love movies. Look at the movie posters everywhere. Look at the Halloween, movie posters. I think people, I think there was like a Halloween, uh, I don't think it's a trilogy. Though. It like, it a, it's a series. There's, There's a like a them. million Halloween yeah. movies. You could kind of group it. Well, not even really, because the first two... The third Halloween movie isn't really a Halloween movie, mm. and now there's the modern trilogy because they did the 2018 one, which was Jamie Lee dope. Curtis. Yeah, yes, yeah. where they brought her back, and then the second one was like lame, mm. and I haven't even bothered to see the third one yet because I hear it's also lame. Also, future topic alert: I wanted to do movie posters, like favorite movie posters at mm. some point. Oh, I love it. And I remember when I was researching it, that poster in specific was like in all the lists as like one of the most legendary oh, yeah. posters. Mm-hmm. The Halloween one. Yeah. I like the Halloween one too, just quickly looking at it. I mean, there's all the little nice Caption's details, cool. but just like the caption and like his fist being like one of the things of the pumpkin oh, holding yeah. the knife. Oh, I didn't even realize. Like is such That's a cool, cool Do you guys mind detail. if I jump in here real quick? Please. Uh, I feel moist. My hands are really moist. So do I. That's My it. legs are moist. Okay. It's hot in here. It's getting hot. Take off all your clothes. Oh, I didn't even realize the solution was that simple. There you Perfect. go. We'll, uh, we'll maybe crack a window after this because, yeah, I'm getting a little hot under yeah. the collar here. My, my nose is running My, my here, balls but, uh, are soup right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Anyways, sweaty okay. testicles. Can I take a sip? You're belaboring her. Sip. I can't think of a good transition, so you can go ahead, Patrick. Thanks, Mark. Um, okay, so for this next topic, um, it's going to be a little bit more of a serious one. Um... I feel like in saying that I'm going to induce laughter, but you okay. guys will 
you guys will pick up the vibe. <laughs> sure. Um, so we're going to talk about sexual offenders. <laughs> 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 this, guy, this guy starts pissing himself <laughs> immediately. Before the show, Patrick was telling me about his topic, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I kind of think I want to get into like sexual offenders today. I was like, oh, wow, that's like really heavy. He's like, yeah, he's like, I just, I don't know if we're going to be able to get through it because like it's a more serious thing, and I don't want to like laugh and like be all funny. I was like, all right, like I think, you know, maybe we'll see what happens. And this guy like saying I, the name. I just, I just, just thinking of me saying like we need this to be serious. Yeah. Like, Anyways, what I want to do is just talk about the different like types of sexual offenders. Mm -hmm. uh, Why? I have a select few. <laughs> well, why do you want to talk Interesting. about it? Interesting. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so what I'll do, just so you guys know like how the conversation will go. Can we just... We'll this, do, is, this video game is playing in the back. There we go. I didn't know. I, oh. I didn't realize. There we go. Mario Kart. Right. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. Let's get, let's get back on track here. Uh, so I'll go in order of the ones I want to bring up. I'm bringing up a, I'm bringing up a select few, and we'll do it where you guys like tell me what you guys know about each category, and, and what we, we can think get of them. Okay, just we're gonna stick with the objective for <laughs> okay. today. Okay? Sure. Uh, okay, so let's. Without further ado, let's get into it. So Wait. voyeurs are my first. I just want to yeah. ask a question: Are we able, gonna be able to talk about like a little bit like that we know on the topic and what yeah. we've seen about it, or are we just? That's what we'll. Like, that's what we'll do first yeah. with right. each one. Okay, right. voyeurs. Do you guys know what voyeurs are? I've never heard no, that I term believe before. So okay, for anyone who has a guess, what's a voyeur? Isn't it like people who like to watch other people naked or like? having sex and stuff isn't that a cuck okay but like not their partner like just other people okay um, malcolm do you have a guess on it um well i have no you never heard of i have before? no educated guess so i'm not going to take a guess okay, um, i'll sure. take a guess without being educated go for it uh voyeur sounds like voyager so i kind of just imagine someone who travels from place to place doing naughty I was, things mm. i was gonna say i was gonna okay. say that and I, I was gonna feel <laughs> stupid if i was really wrong so i didn't say it i don't feel stupid <laughs> okay i think it's pretty funny all right um i understand how your mind went there sure but matthew you're correct That's just the definition in front of me oh my goodness <laughs> i didn't realize you cared that much um so a voyeur is someone who gains sexual arousal from secretly spying on others as they disrobe or engage in sexual behaviors. Mm -hmm. Okay. So oh, okay. Yeah. In what in what way? Like uh, in the room kind of way, or like like far away on top of a building with binoculars looking at the window kind of as long like it's what however you define spying. Like I the just, person doesn't know they're there. Like man, man, man in the closet type deal. Could be something like that, and it's just categorized by overwhelming fantasies, thoughts, and urges, and it it gets to a point like if you're a voyeur, it gets to a point where it interferes with your daily functioning. There's actually this. This is a serial killer, but on the like uh, lines of interfering with your daily functioning, there's a serial killer named Jerry Brudos, and his like urges to like kill people got so high at one point he just left eggs on the stove, walked out, and they burned, and mm. he just like went and did his thing, kind of thing. Mm. So it's like an extreme level is what sure. I'm sort of what I'm trying mm -hmm. to convey here. Um, I do actually have the profile of a voyeur, if you guys are interested in hearing that. Do you guys have any guesses on what... A local voyeur? Do you guys know what a profile is? No. Like, um, sort of behavioral and demographic characteristics that no. most voyeurs line up with. Let's hear it. Okay. Mm. So, they're almost always male. They have, obviously, increased psychological problems, like mood disorders, anxiety, substance use disorders. They have issues with drug and alcohol. They tend to have issues with drug and alcohol. Heightened levels of sexual arousability and high level of masturbation and pornography use. So that's so anything I bring up here is sort of the accepted um, 
facts in forensic psychology. Um, we'll call it. Uh, um, we'll call it up to date with the new year. That's what we'll call it. Okay. Sure. Okay. So good. F- good from the new year. Okay. Uh, and lastly, just so you guys know, voyeurs have an eight percent prevalence li- rate, which. I don't know high. if that's not. Or yeah, that's high. That's very high. That's that's prevalence rate. Like, um, like how, amongst how the population. Exactly. How much it occurs in the population. Uh, wow. Well, that sounds like... 8%, 8% is high. But 8% of the, wor- of, of the world population? No, no, no. America? Uh, I think it's North America. Here. I imagine as we We're get talking either USA or North America. It's kind of crazy. Uh, offenders, the percentages yes. will hopefully get lower. Good. But yes. voyeurism being that high makes sense because it's the least... Not to downplay it, but it's like the least harmful if that makes sense it's the most doable oh sure also yes (laughs) what does that mean yeah what i was thinking is that like even just america there's like 300 is it 300 million people in america they're like 340 pushing 350 maybe maybe? yeah so we're talking like 10 like we're talking like 10 million people no no yeah we're talking like 10 10 percent about right just about yeah so we're talking like out of yeah that's a shit ton of people it is so it's it's just people who like to watch other people People like to watch other people, yeah. And they have like that urge. The, yeah, it's like a fantasy. They have fantasies about doing it. They have urges to want to do it. But they're not involved in it at all. They're not involved in it. And that's what I'm saying, where it's like, it, However, again, it's not to downplay it. It's still gross and a crime, but it's just like in terms of it, the number being that high makes sense to me purely because it's like, it's the least invasive and it's also like the not most doable. Yeah. Again, to Malcolm's point, it is the <laughs> okay. most doable. Wait, wait, is it? I don't know why you're saying <laughs> anyway. But is it, does it, ha- when they're, is it just like a, a way of thinking or is it them actually acting on it that makes them a voyeur? You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a pretty good question. I, I think it would wouldn't be, be able I think to it'd be acting on it. Well, like someone in the definition someone it says fantasies. So mm. it's categorized by fantasies. Cuz someone who's cuz someone who's like a pedophile could just yeah. be someone who like thinks about that sort of thing yeah. but they're not acting on it but they're still a pedophile. Put it this way, right? put it this way, it's only people who've been caught who have been like oh, put in that category. So, so like we don't know how many caught. people right. fantasize about it. Wow. Mm. You know what so I mean? it's probably oh, higher like than eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, just before we move on to this next one, kind of a little concerning, uh, about 20% of voyeurs become contact offenders. Well, that's so much Yikes. for everything I just said. <laughs> 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 well, what did you just say? Said like I was the... just saying like the number being that high doesn't surprise me because it's like it's the least... Like it's the least harmful to the people affected because you're not like <laughs> physically. Malcolm, Malcolm's just like waiting to say it's the least do it's the most doable. Malcolm, again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, it's the most like you're not like physically interacting. Yeah. It's with realistic, people, which is just, why it makes just sense. He's struggling without a say. I just want to say most doable. Most doable. But then okay. you immediately go. You need, to, that, co- you need to collect yourself. You immediately <laughs> then saying that twenty percent of them then turn into contact things kind of yeah. flies in I the guess, face. I of guess that. so. Yeah. Okay. Next Carry up. Carry on. Exhibitionists. I know no what idea. this is. No idea. Not a clue. Saw a lot of this the other day. Oh wow! <laughs> All right, can I you're take right? an uneducated un- un- I mean, guess? You can take an uneducated guess, sure. All right. Um, little people, are, little girls or boys are being sexually trafficked, and pedophiles go to an exhibition where they can. No, no, I'm cutting. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. okay. Go on, I don't have a guess. Okay. I'm not sure. People who like to be naked in public. Exactly. So the oh, definition, nice. the definition of exhibitionism. Uh, becoming sexually aroused upon exposing one's genitals to a stranger. So this includes flashing, mooning, streaking, and the most common is masturbating in public. I actually... <laughs> what? It's funny. Just, what is think, funny? I'm thinking about a video of a guy on a subway. Just oh, yeah, yeah. That, that oh, I think I know the video you're the talking people, about. People edited... People did different like Photoshop versions where he's like... 
Like look at the look how good he is at um, violin, <laughs> and they edit like a, no they Photoshop, way. They Photoshop a violin <laughs> over what he's doing physically, so he's just like straight faced, and he's actually doing it. He's doing what we know he's doing, but okay. he's like playing the violin in the video. My God, okay. <laughs> I I'm gonna move on now. Sure, okay. please. Uh, so I also have a profile here. Do you guys have any guesses based on the last profile I said Exhibi- uh, on like prob- the demographic or behavioral <laughs> characteristics of a exhibitionist? But, uh, like most of these, I'm gonna assume most of them are male. Yeah, that because like the public masturbation thing to me screams male. A guy. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. say they watch a lot of porn. Yes. Um, let's throw another guess here. I'm gonna say that they have psychological problems. <laughs> <laughs> what you say with that inflection? <laughs> I don't know. So the profile, um, as I understand it, from for exhibitionists, we just pro- got we just guessed the same profile as the as the <laughs> other one. It's yeah. just all the same. But they're pretty similar. They're pretty okay. similar. So the profile for exhibitionists are almost always male. Increased psychological problems, specifically difficulty fitting in and making relationships. They have low life satisfaction, increased drug and alcohol use problems, and high level of uh, masturbation and pornography use. Also high sexual arousability. So <laughs> I keep looking at Malcolm and laughing. I don't know why. <laughs> you, should, you should stop looking at Malcolm. <laughs> Anyways, they have a 5.5%. Five point five percent prevalence rate. Honestly, that's pretty high too. That's also that really high. That's no, no, really the high. public master. Wait, but does it have to include public masturbation? It, that's that's the point of it, right? The, uh, no. Or that could be. can, but it could also be streaking, mooning, or. Flashing. Oh, okay. Because I feel like a lot of like college kids probably like party and go out and be stupid. And, like. Yeah, I mean, if they get arrested for it, then maybe oh, okay. they're in they're, the, they're in the percentage sure. of it. And it, exhibitionism has one of the highest rates of reoffending among sexual offenders. So that's no good. That's not good at all. It's. No. It's really. You think they'd learn their lesson from the? But I mean, I guess it's like fantasy. Like you have an like urge if, to do like, it. I feel like if you have the uh, the courage to do that, and I'm not saying courage in a positive way, but yeah. if you just have the like the the balls to do that, yeah. then I feel like, and that's not a pun. In, that's no pun intended, by yeah. the way, on that. Well, I'm, but uh, yeah. uh, if you have like, yeah, if you have that ability to do that, I feel like you're pretty out Un- there. And you're, like, you're willing to do more yeah. things like that. Well, my professor shared an anecdote with us. He said that he was talking to an expert in the field, and he theorized i guess you could say that the reason why they like keep doing it over and over again is because they want to find someone else who's into that as well oh interesting. like they want to like do it and then have someone do it back oh them, and then that's what they're hoping for that's what they're hoping for but this is an anecdote from it's a long know, shot huh? you know I've, yeah very long shot but i've also i've yeah. imagined when people do that sort of thing i feel like I, I always think to myself do they not feel um like upset that they're making someone freaked out you know what i'm saying like mm. like the reaction of the person that you're doing that to i feel like Im- i have a weird uh, feeling they like they like that they like, like they, the, the like panic they see, an, they see like a 40 year old woman just like scream in terror as they're like they, they want that out there okay let's stop speculating now no, no, no. i'm just saying like yeah. i just i figured that because you're saying like they do it to your your professor had a theory that they do it to find other people like that yeah i just wonder what about it to them is appealing you know what i'm saying like is it the reaction is it you know i don't know Honestly, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep speculating just one more time okay go ahead it is a pretty big long shot imagine a man just getting nude in public sure and he's he's in the back of his mind he's like somebody today is gonna do it back to me mm. and then we're gonna fall in love hmm. you didn't that was the theory yeah you didn't speculate there you no. just reset the theory okay i read you said the theory. i'm confused i'm gonna throw one more thing go for it I feel like um, most of these people, and I'm just imagining this, like, it is a long shot as well because they probably don't look like people that you would want to, you know, be involved with. Mark calling them all ugly. Kind of. I'm just saying I I wouldn't imagine, like, a Brad Pitt looking guy doing that. 
mm. you, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I, I don't Tomorrow think headlines, Brad Pitt, <laughs> exhibitionist. <laughs> exhibitionist, yeah. Anyways, please may, go on. May I move on? Okay, so next. Actually, do I want you to go on? I guess so. It is I, I mean, <laughs> you're going to go on anyways. I mean, I'm going on anyways. Um, a frateur. Oh, I don't even know if I said French. That. Frateur. I got nothing on this one. I've never a, heard of it. A, a French uh, exhibitionist. <laughs> okay. So a frateur is someone who gets sexually aroused from touching or rubbing against a non-consenting individual. Okay. Oh, so wow. So straight like, up criminal. Like for example... <laughs> This is the sexual offenders topic, Matthew. These I'm are all aware, criminal. but it's just <laughs> they're like, all criminals. I, yes, this is true, but it's just like now we're like into the. Maddie's being. Maddie's, the like, Maddie's, like, Maddie's like the first two are okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one is like, I feel no. like that's sort of what's being implied here. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I already said earlier the voyeurs were definitely criminals. Yeah, the first two are weird, but they're not criminal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No. But yeah, so along the lines of like being in a crowded subway, like that's sort of a place where they would thrive, or. Like, or a concert, probably sure. like anywhere where like no. a oh, yeah. oh a club. crowded places. Crowded, exactly. I'm just trying to touch on crowded places, um, but the numbers on, as I understand it from what my professor was telling us, the numbers on frateurs are uh, like shady because it's like yeah. again, like in a subway. How do you like if it that? happens to you, you're probably like confused, sure, and just like is this person actually doing that? Like, yeah, like yeah. what was the intention here? Was it like you know what I mean? Sure. So it's just one of those things where it's a little bit like up in the air. Uh, let's move on to internet lurers. I mean, would this it's, it's in the name. Would, sure. would this include like you know Chris Hansen kind of stuff? It would, yeah, yeah. It would include Chris Hansen kind of stuff. So internet lurers make contact with children or adolescents online and groom them. So build a relationship uh, of trust. He literally uses that word, Chris Hansen. Yeah, he grooms them. Yeah, he's, yep. he's up with the uh, forensic psychology lingo. Uh, and they do this to engage in sexual activity, whether it's live or cyber. Uh, Dude, by the way, I remember yeah. one of those Chris Hansen episodes where the, the the kind of like actor who was pretending to be the kid talking to the guy online is like show up naked or whatever. And the guy does <laughs> it. He shows up like not wearing any. I think he's just in his underwear or whatever. Okay. But he shows up like that. And I'm like, damn, that guy's like, he's got some mental problems for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, like, I was I wasn't gonna do anything. And they go like one guy was like eating pizza. Remember that guy? Yeah. He was eating pizza, and then when he got caught, he's like, "Can I can, can I keep eating while you talk to me?" Like that's how deranged he is. He's mm-hmm. like he doesn't mm-hmm. have any sort of idea of how messed up he is. Those, yeah, the situation he's in. There was yeah. one really freaky one I watched where they're kind of doing they were doing it a little bit differently, where they would have the thirteen-year-old girl be with her dad when the guy came, and they would pretend to go along with the story, as in like, yeah, we're both gonna get with my 13 year old daughter oh god damn. and the, it was like some 73 year old guy came over talking about how beautiful and how good care he's taken of her and how he's mm. done it before and it's not gonna hurt at all and my we're take real goodness. good care of you it was oh my, it was hard to watch that it was really hard that to sounds watch. really difficult to watch uh with regards to internet lures though do you guys want to throw some guesses out for the profile man male men 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 you guys men, men, men. got that one down <laughs> it's pat. always dudes it's always dudes I'm any, gonna guess. Any other guesses? I'm gonna guess uh, a lot of them are older. Actually, I don't know if that's gonna be. I don't know if age is a component of it, but I imagine it could like older be. But men. I don't have age as a component in this okay. profile. Actually, I do have age as a component. I'm sorry, but not a, like a range. You think older? I I just imagine like okay. I just kind of think back to those shows, and it's always like a middle aged guy or like an older man. Yeah, I feel I like when they, a lot of people have that sort of like problem in their brain. Mm-hmm. And then once they're kind of like older, maybe they they're retired or something, and they just have free time, and they're just like they act on their. You know, compulsions or whatever. Yeah, I would say it's around like the forties in my. You think forties? Forties. Okay. So the profile for internet lures, uh, they are mostly white males. So we have a 
a race demographic there. Younger. Really? I don't know what the range, oh. how they define younger, though. It's They say they're younger. So young adults, basically. Yeah, less abuse in childhood. They had less abuse in childhood, but... Oh, my God. This doesn't make any sense. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry, boys. What is it? Uh, I have in front of me less abuse in childhood, as in they were I not think, I think really you're, I abused. Think maybe you're talking about in comparison to the other offenders. They're not, they have less abuse. Potentially. And they tend to have higher victim empathy. So oh. they like feel like if you if you press them on like what they're doing, they understand what they're doing is like All right, hurting sorry. Yeah. other like, people. You can kind of see that in the Chris Hansen videos. Like yeah. even when Chris Hansen doesn't show up, they like some of the guys would be like, you know, we don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. Mm. But then when Chris Hansen shows up, they're a hundred percent like I wasn't gonna do anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that. And Chris Hansen's like, I have a picture of your privates here, <laughs> and the guy goes, really? No, he just tries it. to play it off. Yeah, they, they, that wasn't me. Sometimes they're like, sometimes they break down and they're like, um, "Oh, like please don't arrest me. Like I, uh, you know, I, I made a mistake. Whatever. I'm, I'm never gonna do this again." And then some of them just like com- deny, deny, deny. Just like nothing. They I give them nothing. I remember one from one of them like, oh, "I have so many photos on my phone. I must have accidentally clicked yeah, yeah, those yeah. ones when I sent yeah. the other ones." And he's like, "So why, so why did only the nude ones come up?" Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the lot. So I feel like <laughs> it's like completely dismissed. That. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're done here. Um, yeah. So that was sort of. I was. G- I kind of like switched on the fly here. There's a few more I was going to bring up, but I think this is sufficient. Sure. For sex offenders? For sex offenders. Currently. God, I hope so. Um, I kind of regret not saying like, disclaimer, guys. We're I was gonna, so about, I have yeah. two things to say yeah. just really quickly. One is a little more lighthearted and then one to, let's say, like, you know, buy you some goodwill. Okay. Um, the lighthearted thing. I've never had this problem, but I don't know what the hell I'm gonna like title this topic. In YouTube, title. you can you can write, and I don't know what I'm naughty, gonna write in the description. Say, you can say write, naughty people. You can write ty- typologies of sex offenders. Typologies. Yeah, either you send me that or I come up with something but else. The, but okay. the problem is, like, I don't know if YouTube's gonna flag that as something that shouldn't be. I mean, I guess we'll be. see what happens. Chris Hansen's all on there, so I mean, that's true. This is true. Uh, so also, so you've given me quite the challenge here. Uh, yeah. But I was gonna say. What's the reason you bring all this up? Where does this come from? You're in psychology stuff, yes? You're interested yeah. in all this? Yes. I just I wanted you to provide a bit of an explanation as to why also you were delving into this and your disclaimer that you were also going to say about, you know, hey, this is a little more yeah. but before of you, a heavy thing. And before you answer that, oh, I wasn't sure if this was supposed to be like a conversational thing, so mm-hmm. I apologize if I was like interrupting No, 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 no. I wanted, like, I wanted I, I you thought, guys to jump in. Because at yeah. first I was like, I, th- I think you might be like giving us like a, a kind of like a talk about what you've learned about it. Mm-hmm. But like I, I felt bad that if... No, I, like, I, tr- I tried to make it where like I opened the floor, okay, would you, like what do you guys think this okay. is? Or, Fair, that's true. And if you guys had stuff to like hop in with, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then just to answer Matthew's question, I feel like the best thing I can say is simply that, like, I find all this stuff interesting and I like the technicalities of, like, knowing, like, people, like, categorize this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe you guys would be interested in, like, hearing, like, the profiles. class. I was in a class. You were in a class that talked about this kind of stuff. Like, abnormal psychology? No, this is forensic psychology. Forensic psychology. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is where... Like forensic psychology is the study of how human behavior interacts with the law. Mm. So it's like mainly concerned with. I have stuff here on like different types of murderers. I have stuff here on. Dude, different I, types I love of I love that stuff. It's fascinating. Yeah. I, I I love shows about that. I love like true crime shows and mm-hmm. like uh, even something like Mindhunter is one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the kind of also lighthearted note, I, I was watching this thing where, um, I think it was like Tom Segura. He was talking about this like how he loves true crime shows and how he's like. They said it was. It's a bad sign if you like relax 
the true crime mm. shows <laughs> and he was like he was like laughing for a second like like that, that makes him more calm than anything in his life is yeah. watching like a true true crime yeah. show mm. um, um to your topic though patrick it is it's definitely interesting it's just also like gross it, no it's definitely gross like, i feel like talking about the shit makes me want to take a shower and not just because yeah. i'm drenched in sweat right now like just actually talking mm. about it like it's just there's like a no it's definitely uncomfy to it you it's know? definitely uncomfy and anytime we had any lecture the professor would be like again if, we're gonna uh, get into like some yeah. graphic stuff sure and like i have notes here on like stories and stuff that you know he said that maybe not like it's not appropriate sure, for the camera. save those but yeah I, but i like the kind of like approaching it from um like a, an objective like studying their minds type yeah, thing exactly. and, like categorizing stuff and yeah. I, it's like kind of what's cool. been similar yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of it's kind of interesting and, and like very fascinating to hear that you know even the big percentages and stuff i didn't i didn't even know that they're like yeah with voyeurs and exhibitionists mm. crazy yeah. crazy huge percentages yeah. with like with like disease and stuff like prevalence of disease for example fetal alcohol syndrome is like at most if I recall correctly, 4% of first graders or mm. yeah, roughly four to 5% of first graders in America. Okay. And that's like a high one. Yeah. Like you have, and even if we're going to stick to like psychological disorders, like schizophrenia and mood disorders, they're hovering around like 1%, mm. 2% maybe. What about depression? I think like that would be way high. And major depressive disorder. I cannot recall. I want to say it's, it's definitely below 5%. Really? I think, I believe so. so like but honestly, fa- let's, let's not take my word for it sure, right sure, now. Sure. I don't know why I'm speculating. But Patrick is claiming. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, yeah, the 8% and the 5.5%, those are significant wacky numbers yeah. for sure. At the very least, I hope you guys thought uh, our talk on sexual offenders was somewhat interesting but let us move on from that to malcolm i would like to talk about horror movies mm. oh okay and what made me choose this topic over the other things i was thinking is i was hearing a lot of hereditary things today like on my tiktok and instagram for okay. some reason and it was just making me think about how freaky and disturbing it was the first time i watched yeah. it and how like my mind was just blown in terrible no, ways. We're, we're, oh. I think you and I watched it. I think we all watched it together. No, 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 no. It was me and you at like two in the morning, oh, right. and it was just me and you. And we had watched it for the first time because I remember texting you after and being like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> and like being like, "That was incredible. Like that was really interesting. Like it was really well done." But we were just like, "Yeah," like I think freaking one, out over it. One of the things from that movie that really gets to me is when the mom is silently up above his bed yeah and she's like struggling and everywhere he goes she's kind of following and she's like struggling midair and floating mm. all at the same time and it's just it's so mm. freaky it's fucked up i'm kind of getting shivers right now to me mm-hmm. to me uh, and um before you continue on with the topic to me like a part of that movie that terrifies me too is like not even necessarily like the paranormal stuff but like her shriek and her screaming like and crying when she finds out that her daughter's dead like he comes home like the 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 son comes home and he was it was kind of his fault because he was like you know he like took her to a party and then the, the whole allergic reaction thing happened but he comes home and he like is so shocked he doesn't know what to do he just kind of falls asleep mm-hmm. or just like lays in bed basically and then it kind of like shows like a time lapse of like you know nighttime till morning and then you just see like the mom getting ready or whatever and she just walks into the room you don't even see anything you just hear the screams like it's the screaming is so disturbing. It's like, it's not even like, you know, um, 
like anything crazy bloody or, or you know a weird visual but it's just like so disturbing to hear that I don't even know what you're yeah, yeah yeah between anyway. oh yeah, yeah sorry, go are you gonna go on or honestly there's no, no specific i want to go with this topic okay. i just want to hear about horror movies everyone's opinions your favorites well what i was gonna say was between moments what i was gonna say was between midsummer and yeah. hereditary what are you guys thinking is I th- the more yeah scary of the two i i think that should we like give a breakdown for those who don't know or uh, I would say, I mean, we kind of just spoiled a bunch of Hereditary, so I won't spoil either it's of them. It's been a while. Because, I mean, they're like, they've been around a while, but just, I won't spoil either of them, but they're both very good. I'm personally a Midsummer fan. Oh, so, yeah, so we're not going to give a, a little thing on each? I mean, the basic thing with Hereditary is it's sort of this family that's like kind of being possessed, like haunted by some like spiritual, Demon. demonic yeah. shit. Pain. And then midsummer is like these young people that go to this like remote swedish kind of community community yeah. and some commune. shit starts going down there commune there we go sure. commune. but um to answer your question about which one i prefer and sorry just prefer, before, sure. sorry, my bad oh. it's okay. and midsummer is not supernatural no it is right. not it's, it's just like it, them with the swedish commune yes. and yes. just which shit is goes why down. i like it more yeah. but yeah. i digress and it's also why some people might argue it's scarier because it's like yes. it's like something that feels more real like people mm-hmm. could be that messed up and could do that sort people of crazy have stuff been that have been historically yeah so it's like but for me, I think that Hereditary is, I don't know, I just feel like it's a better movie. I like it better as a movie. I think it's like, I don't know, to me, it just it's more impactful. I don't know why. I just feel like, maybe it's like the tone of it too. It's like very dark, very, like Hereditary, Midsommar is more like, you know, it's colorful, it's light. There's a lot of weird psychological stuff going on, like weird visuals and stuff. Mm. But I personally was more scared watching Hereditary. I thought it was more disturbing. I thought it was more like, yeah, horrifying. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, as a person who grew up in a religious household, oh yeah, it's like there's God and then there's like the devil. Yeah. Okay. And just the idea, again, I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, but just seeing those real people worshiping yeah. the devil yeah. and like just carrying out, well, it wasn't the devil, but like some, rituals, demon, some, yeah. some demon. It's just, the, and the fact is, is there's people out there, I don't know yeah. the prevalence, we the learned Satanist. that word today. <laughs> yep. I don't know the prevalence, but uh, there are people who, Satanists, wait, which uh, branch of Satanism are you talking about? I'm just saying like Satanists. I don't know. Yeah. Devil worshippers. Oh, okay. Well, there's Satanism that believes in like y- the self being like paramount and like your desires mm. is paramount. I, no, I it's not about, more about like, like the actual, okay. Yeah. So, I'm conflicted because that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. But at the same time, what Maddie said with Midsommar being real Realistic, people yep. and it being a thing where people have been that screwed up, people can be that screwed up, and you could find yourself... Mm. No, the likelihood. Unlikely, is, but you could. Yeah, you could the, find the yourself. The thing is that you could, but you're you're not, you're not likely going to find yourself in a demon possession. In a demon been, possession. Yeah, but, exactly. but to me, it's like the distinction I make between those two movies as well is like, Midsummer is like I'd say disturbing, but like Hereditary is like scarier to me. Like one's like more, mm. one's more like you know maybe bloody and kind of like um, I don't know gory, gory sure, and like but the other one to me is like a the mood is scarier <coughs> and the and the and the like the actual environment and yeah, it's just like to me it's just a scarier, darker movie, mm-hmm. and then the other one's more like um, violent and like gruesome type. It's thing. so it's so hard to say like, when I think about what. The things that are happening in Midsummer, it scares the hell out of me. But like Patrick said, thinking about there actually being people out there that worship the devil like mm-hmm. they do, like it just—it's just, it's just me backwards. So much it's more. like so backwards. It's like if you know, what? if it's the case, 
it's almost like they're acknowledging like yes this is the devil and he is like the embodiment of evil and they're choosing to go there yeah. yes like it's a that's very like disturbing it's disturbing and it's, it's why it's, yeah. it's it's there's people there are people who believe that humans are inherently good mm-hmm. yeah those people i don't think i agree with but where was i going with this I <laughs> well to me what i was going to say about what you were saying is like yeah. one of the scariest things about watching hereditary is like the gathering of the people mm-hmm. like i remember when yeah. he's like going up to the treehouse and, and they're all waiting everywhere and they're all like naked yep. for some reason and mm-hmm. they're all like in rows and they're very organized and they're very like it seems like they're passionate about what they're doing like they they're like exactly. they want this so bad and they're like hoping for the demon to be like resurrected and all that stuff. Yes. It's like all the fact that for some reason the gathering to me that they're all so organized is so scary. It's yeah. like they're, they're if you're if you're into Beelzebub, you got to be pretty committed. You to have that. to you have to be yeah, you have to be passionate about that. Um, that I think what it is, I think I I think I figured it out in words. It's people. I think what's freaky to me is that people go through life trying to find meaning, sure, and trying to find what they believe is right and mm-hmm. to like know that there are people who end up there and that's like their meaning that's their drive that's in the end like this is what they've decided is the path it's just so backwards to me it's icky and and speaking to the prevalence part like i feel like the prevalence is probably extremely low because i I almost feel like if when i hear if i hear someone saying something like that i almost think like oh they're just doing it for attention like they're just they want to be like they want to be like opposite of what you know the traditional maybe like they're they hate religion or their parents were religious and they, they kind of want to just like go against all of that. And they're not necessarily like, you know, deeply agreeing with like the evil. Aspect it's, just of it's, just, it's just rebellion. Yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I feel like a lot of cases it is that. And then like in the cases of people who actually are committed to it and, and like are not just rebelling, it's like some I, feel, I feel like it's just like psych- yeah, psychological trauma and like that sort of stuff. Yeah. I am such a gigantic horror movie fan. Mm. I love horror movies. I am a fan of all kinds of different horror movies. Cheesy slashers, your Halloweens, your mm. Friday the 13th. Those are fun with friends. Huh? More like avant-garde, you know, like legit movie shit, like Midsummer and Hereditary. We'll get to The Shining. Yeah. Uh, other ones that are like, not as like kind of artsy-fartsy as those movies, but are still like pound-for-pound pound quality movies, your Aliens, your The Thing. The Thing. Like those, there's just, I'm such a horror to, dork to be quite honest sorry cut you off there okay. you know what finish i'm sorry i should stop no that. i was basically just the point of yeah. like i'm gonna start going getting into a bunch of different movies but just like i'm such a one day probably around halloween time ah. you know tune in for that shit what? uh i want to do a topic that's like <laughs> the horror genre yeah like not just movies but sort of like broaden it to everything like where it is now versus Um, what it used to be yeah and like get into games and books Mm. and like comics and like just like all kinds of horror stuff Mm -hmm. um but like so i'm just a fan of the genre but we'll get to that one day but just movie wise there's so much i think my favorite horror movie is probably the thing Mm-hmm. Would you consider, by the way, because I know it's one of your favorite movies ever, would you consider Jaws a horror movie? Jaws is my favorite movie ever. Some people go back and forth on it. I think it is, by definition, probably a horror movie. But It doesn't, I, it doesn't feel like it to me, To though. me, I think the first, like, two-thirds of it are a horror movie. As soon as it's the three of them on the boat for, like, the last, like, the 45 minutes of the movie, kind of. like, chasing the shark. Sure. At that point, it's more of, honestly, like, an, an adventure yeah. kind of movie. So, yeah. to me, it's kind of like... It's like a. Th- it's kind of the way I ta- think about a game like Bioshock, the mm. first one. Where like Bioshock, the first one to me is like, 
not maybe technically a survival horror game, but mm. like it's pretty goddamn close. Feels like, like it, it kind of toes the line, and I think Jaws is a similar way. If I could jump in here. Please. What I was going to say was when you were rattling off those movies, I feel like the like the thing, the shining alien, like those oh, dude. movies. Love them. And anything like those movies, I'm having a hard time thinking of other ones that are like them. I think those are like top tier horror movies. Yes. yes. Better than like the jump scare things. Yeah. Better yes. than like the and like the insidious. Just the over over the top stuff simply because I feel like they're more intelligent. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's my point where it's like those are like, again, I like schlocky horror movies, like even like sure. Evil Dead Rise, which we mentioned. I legitimately love that movie. But it's I not. think it's awesome. It's, yeah. it's to me, it's like playing Doom. It's so much fun. It's awesome. It's so entertaining. It's scary as shit. Yeah. But it's not necessarily like High quality, like top tier stuff. It's I think it's got quality and it's like a good movie, but it's not necessarily like you know some all time great thing. Whereas mm-hmm. I think like The Shining, Alien, The Thing, like to me those are movies that are horror movies and also legitimately good great yeah. start to finish films. I think part of what it is is being able to make it scary but not rely on those jump scares. They yeah. make it scary without having anything extravagant happen. Well, yeah. also, but you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah, and, and it's like they use, I think all, to me the idea that like horror things, like when people talk about with horror where they're like, oh, things are too reliant on jump scares. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't mean you don't have to not use them at all. Sure. Like Alien has one of my favorite mm. moments when Dallas is going around the vents and they're oh, like yeah, watching yeah. him on the little tracking thing. Yep. And then they see the second thing start coming on the tracking thing. And they're like, it's, right like and the dots are right on top of each other it's like it's in there with you somewhere and it's like because the first alien is a guy in a suit in the xenomorph suit it's a little goofy but it still is like such a great shot to me of like him sitting there with the the air ducts with the flamethrower being the only source of light and him looking down the one path looking down the second path and then he turns behind him and it just jumps out at him and it's like that's a jump scare but it's like it's not reliant on that it's just that's there for that like moment kind of thing but it's like you know the chest burster isn't a jump scare but it's like it's just this like two minute scene of terror that scene made me jump of like you know it's like they're sitting at the dinner table uh like kane starts coughing and (laughs) it's like what the fuck's up with kane dude i remember and then him rolling down it's like what the fuck is going on and when it finally happens it's like (laughs) dude i remember i remember i i I, uh i watched it with my girl as well and she was like freaking the fuck out when that happened like when when it starts like she's like what's going on like and he starts like they lay him down and then, like, you see something kind of protruding a little bit. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Yes. And, like, it just pops out. There's blood eating. shooting ever, like, shooting all over everybody. Yeah. And also, by the way, like, to add on to what you're saying about it, them being, like, top quality movies, mm-hmm. I feel like a part of it is, like, interesting characters that you actually care about. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. all of the characters in Alien, like, you're invested in them. And you want to yes. know more about them. And they're, like, they're, they're like decently fleshed out. And, and it's, stuff. like, Ripley is one of the all-time, yeah. like, horror movie kind of. And I know, like, hor- I know horror is, like, filled with, like, you know, like the scream queens and like the uh, final girls, they call them, especially in a lot of the slashers. But it's like Ripley legitimately is like one of the best hmm. like film characters. Like she's so good, and Sigourney Weaver is so perfect, and specifically Alien and Aliens as just like like just as Ripley is just this like she's not. It's kind of the Dead Space thing, like we talked mm. about um, a couple episodes ago, where Last it's like. Episode. Was it last episode? No. Oh, uh, two, two episodes ago. Right. Yeah. But like, what's cool about Ripley is that she's not like an ass kicker. Like, she's just this lady on a ship, which is like similar to Dead Space, where it's like the guy you play as in Dead Space is just an engineer. Like, he's not. It feels more human. He's not a soldier. Like, it's not like Predator, where they're all these like muscle 
bound like you know badasses and i mean the fun of that movie is stripping that away of like mm -hmm. look how tough and badass these guys are and then making them feel like little boys like yeah. that's kind of the fun of that movie um shout out predator um but yeah like it's just interesting characters like you guys are saying and it's just you know when you get to mac in the thing and it's like how fun and entertaining he is to watch because he is more of the like roguish like kind of a dick like you know there's so much personality in it, the first scene in the movie when he's playing chess against the computer and it beats him and he just like mm. pulls out the hard drive and just dumps his whiskey and ice into the thing it's like ah you cheating bitch like mm. immediately it's like yeah this is a cool guy like this yeah. is a dude's dude also i, li I like this what is I a dude's <laughs> dude yeah, what i like about those kind of movies too is that like it doesn't feel like they are committing themselves to being like we are it's not like the main goal is to just be scary it's mm. to tell like an interesting story as well, as well. Sure. and also be scary. Yes, so that's why I like a, a movie like The Shining. Yes, it's not just like it doesn't feel like. When I think back on it, I don't think like, oh, like super scary moment. I just think of like a really good movie and a really really amazing acting performances yeah. and like, like yeah, some scary moments of course because like obviously that's like the point. Like it's it's a horror movie for mm -hmm. sure, but like. Yeah, I, just, I, I like that it's not so one-dimensional. Like, those types of movies are not one-dimensional. They're, like, very right. good in many different way ways. It, yeah. The thing, like I was saying, is my favorite. I think the more as time goes on, and this reminds me, there's a video i got to sit you down and show you guys someday. It's, like, this 10-minute video from this YouTuber I really like. Shout out Captain Christian, um, who talks about the music in The Shining. Hmm. Um, but I think the more as time goes on that The Shining is probably, like, it's the greatest it's up horror there. movie. Mm. Like, it's not my favorite. I like the thing more, but I think The Shining, it's just, it's like Hereditary and Midsummer in the sense that it's a little more like kind of artsy fartsy and whatever, but it's like, there's so much to pick out of it. And it's like, it's one of those like movies that's like talked about so much because there's so much shit to pull from it. And like, things I watch, like, there's things I watch on it still now that like I didn't notice or that like interest me about it. Like, one of the things that always, what I like about The Shining, and I've talked, I've mentioned this before on the show about how, like, I think one of the things with horror is that the best horror has, like, a great setting. Aliens got the Nostromo. The thing has, you know, the Arctic and being, like, totally fucked in the middle of nowhere. Um, and The Shining's got the, the Overlook Hotel, where it's like, there are so many things in the hotel that don't make any sense, which, like, adds to the weirdness of it. Because the, early in the movie, when Jack is talking to the two people who like own the building or whatever. Mm. And they're like interviewing him about applying like somebody in some video I watched had pointed out where it's like the room he goes like, cause he comes, I think through the front door and then like goes right and then right again. But it's like the room he's in with the window in the room, like doesn't make any sense logistically. Like the, in, in like how like, the building's sure, laid out. Sure. Like it's straight up physically is impossible and does not make any for, for, sense it, for it to be there yeah. for oh like that God. room to be there chills kind of thing. but it is yeah and it's like it's just like there's so much little shit like that and like interpretation and obviously it's like a million iconic things like the twins the blood elevator which even in evil dead rise they have like that oh, yeah. total shining nod where the elevator crashes you know cool and all too? the blood flies when out. he's in the interview and like i've seen posts about this like a million times but like his tie his like his tie that he's wearing in the interview is like a green um kind of like mesh looking tie and it look, looks exactly like the kind of like maze at the end with mm. the green like the green like the, the grass maze yeah like it's like if you zoom in on it it like looks like the, the maze on it. it's, it's just yeah. it's one of those movies and i mean obviously it's kubrick so you expect this but it's one of those things that it just like it's a movie that demands excellence and it's just you know like there's a lot of movies where it's like 
Alien, for example, is one where I think about like set design and like production quality, where you think it about the Nostromo, so and when people like when Ridley Scott and some of these guys making the movie talk about how it's like, yeah, we designed like all the buttons on all the things, and like how above the doors there's like always like those little red square symbols mm. and whatever. And it's like, yeah, all those mean different things. Like they signify different things of the ships. Like the mm. amount of thought that goes into it, but it's like. In a lot of movies, you don't think about those things. But then you watch The Shining, it's like the carpet in the Overlook Hotel oh, yeah. is iconic. Like the red like and, when the red and orange. you see that kind of like red-orange mm. pattern in, on things, I'm like, oh, it's The Shining carpet. It's like, I'm not fucking thinking about carpet patterns in mm. like a million other movies. But in The Shining, it's like yeah. this thing that's like I mean, not to, not to mention that iconic moment of like, here's Johnny and him axing down yeah. the door and like his face. That's like, one of the, even if you've never seen the movie, everybody knows here's Johnny. Yeah. Everybody knows here's Johnny, the face in between the door. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's proliferated so much into like pop culture. And also again, with some of the horror movies we're talking about with music being fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love so much the opening theme of The Shining. Yeah. Like it's so awesome. That was, Again, that was a beautiful rendition. The thing has the uh, what's his face Enrico. Why can't I remember his name? Something I forget. But the guy who did the soundtrack of the thing, I love the thing. Simple, just the doom doom, doom doom, like the kind of like heartbeat thing. Aliens got the more like weirder shit. There's the Jaws theme, obviously, and you know, on and on. By the way, the Halloween theme. I, I didn't think about this when I was first watching the movie. I think I first watched it with you guys. What? Which Alien? One? Oh, Alien. Okay. Yeah. But when I watched it the second time. It was like, I remember the opening shot of like the ship in space. Yes. And it looks so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, this movie's like 1979. Mm-hmm. And it looks like incredible. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks so much cooler than a lot of like CGI crap. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. just looks really cool. And I was like, and then I remember like we had a conversation about it the first time. Like uh, like all, all of it's practical. It's all like, yeah, a lot you know, of different miniatures like, and stuff. Yeah, min- miniatures and like, yeah, I don't know. It's so cool. I love the title sequence or like the title treatment for Alien 2 where it's just like the like, it's not the letters popping up, but it's like, you know, one of the lines of the A and like one of the lines of the L, one of the lines of the E, and they all sort of like slowly come mm. up until it's alien mm. kind yeah. of thing. Like, I love that shit too. But um, yeah. I'm trying to think of some more horror movies here. Uh, unless I mean, we you're have, satisfied, we, Malcolm. We have Halloween right over we there. We have Halloween. Halloween's fantastic. Legendary. Friday the 13th hiding there over there. Go. I, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. There's just oh, I'm gonna throw out. Ones. I mean, I I kind of consider it a, a horror movie in, in many senses. Like Coraline, I love Coraline, mm. oh, I and love it has like Coraline. a lot of horror elements. Definitely, I don't mm. know if you. It's very overall, creepy. Very it is creepy. very creepy. Well, it's like nine too. Oh where yeah, it's like nine, nine was like billed as like a kids movie, but it's like it's again, it's kind of one of those things where it's like horror light, you mm, know, where it's sure. like ba- it's like baby's first horror movie mm. nine, where it's like yeah, there's some shit in nine, like that weird snake thing. Where it's like the doll's head yeah. at like the end of the snake body and it like oh, fans yeah, out that's like creepy. the thing from Jurassic Park. That's still I'm like ah I don't mm. like that. <laughs> oh, but shit. last thing I want to if you guys are cool with moving on, but I just want to yes. say one more thing. Like I don't know about you guys, but my my journey through enjoying horror movies has been very like like I, I used to hate them as a kid, mm. and I used to like not want to ever even be around someone who's like if someone's in a room with me watching it, like I want to be in a different room. Like that's how much I hated them, and um, I don't know what kind of caused me to open up to them i think it's just growing up and getting you know being more mature and being like oh let's give it a try uh but i feel like Coraline was a big part of that because growing up I'd, i watched it a lot and i was like i i kind of would talk to people about it and they'd be like that movie's horrifying it's like so scary and i'd be like you know what like this is one of my favorite movies ever and it was one of the first movies i watched in the theater as a kid i was like seven years old i was like maybe i'm maybe i'm a horror fan because i feel like i haven't given it a shot i think i would watch in passing things like saw 
and like really bloody gruesome stuff and that would scare me off as a kid mm-hmm. but then i was like but then i discovered movies like the shining and like alien with you guys and like i'm like these movies can be really really good and they have and they happen to be scary but that's not like you know to me i don't watch them because they're scary i watch them because they're great movies that happen to be scary you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like what were, what have you guys like always been horror movie fans or did you kind of have to like warm up to them because like i again i hated them as a kid personally i mean as a kid i hated them i, I remember or not like when, a kid kid but like, not even a kid, like kid, yeah. but when the conjuring came out which i think was 2013 or something like that um all i could remember is seeing my dad watch it in the basement and me being horrified <laughs> by the annabelle doll and running upstairs mm-hmm. but i would always try to trick back trick myself back down so i can just mm. watch a little more of it because i was maybe i'll grab something or something. yeah i was so intrigued by it mm. and and like slowly and something slowly i started getting more into it and like the conjuring is it's it's my favorite horror movie mm. of all time i love it i don't know why like i know it has a lot of jump scares i'm not completely against jump scares but it also no, builds no. the story and the characters for me and i just think mm. I don't know. A lot of people describe it as a modern classic, which I can see why. Mm. But, like, I, it just took a little bit of growing into. And after, like, kind of getting into The Conjuring a bit, like, I remember in the summers of, like, high school, like, I'd just be sitting in my basement watching horror movies all day long. Like, mm. I'd watch all the saws, like, all, like, I don't know, eight, nine of them or something <laughs> like that. Mm. And just go on and on. And just, I was just loving them. And now I love mm. them even more. Intrigue is the right word to me because I think that's the thing with horror. Because, like, I had a somewhat similar thing to you, Mark, where it's, and I think most people do, where it's like you sure. see scary shit as a kid and you're like, ooh, I don't like this. But to, but but to, but to something... correct myself, though, it's like, even, like, up until teenagehood, I wasn't really, I was kind of like, sure. I don't, I'm not about this shit. It's, like, too much for me. I was kind of into it just because I think I'm, like, I am just kind of drawn to horror and specifically sci-fi because it's, like, I watched Jaws, mm. like, kind of young and then sure. I watched, like, Predator, kind of, and Predator's not that scary. But then, like, I remember watching Alien, like, mm. kind of young and, like, it's scaring the shit out of me but just being, like, fascinated by mm. it. Like, because I think I'm just, like, naturally kind of into that shit. But intrigue is the right word where it's, like, there's definitely something about horror where it's, like, I know there's some people who, like, are, you know, grown-ass people and they still don't like it but yeah. i think for merrick. the people who do oh really <laughs> shout out merrick my mom as well oh, you just named but i think for the people who I do merrick. like horror i think there is that thing to it where it's like you see things and you're like instinct is to like turn away because it does scare the shit it's out like of a you car crash, but though. there's something that keeps yeah. like you hook calling you back to it where there's like yeah. i think intrigue like you said malcolm is the perfect word where it's like yeah, this is scaring the shit out of me, but for some reason, like, I can't stay away. Like, I need, like, I need I, yeah, like, I need more of this, even yeah. though I almost don't like it's, it. It's so different. It's yeah. like, I, I remember watching, like, even recently, even, this it still happens to me recently, there was, like, a clip from a movie called Bone Tomahawk, mm. and I think, I, sh- I don't know if I showed it to you guys. It's one of the most disturbing scenes I've ever seen, and it's more violent than anything, but, like, it's just, like, the, the kind of, it's just, like, someone being tortured or whatever, but they do it so realistic in the movie, and it looks so crazy. I remember watching it, and like looking away and be like, I can't watch that. It's too much. And then I like rewatched it like four times. I was like, I can't help but like something's fascinating yeah. about this. Like it's so well done. It's so disturbing. And like it, it gives me like, you know, it makes me feel sick a little bit. But I'm like, that's something about that's incredible though. You, you know? saying that reminds me we got to we got to watch Dr. Sleep. Oh, the yeah. Shining sequel, I never Because I think it. it's like really good. good. And do you just bring up like a torture scene and it reminded me oh, of okay. Dr. Sleep. I'm like, yeah, we got to watch Dr. Yeah, Sleep. But basically, yeah. basically in the Bone Tomahawk thing, by the way, it's like someone it's like a these like you know white people going into this uh, indigenous place and like the indigenous people capture them and they're like scalping one of them mm. and it's so disgusting and the guy the actor does such an incredible job and it, yeah. it feels like he's in pain and like I, I remember watching it and being like 
delete it. I literally deleted it from my YouTube history because I was like, that was so. I can't like I want that I out of my this. memory. I can have this here. And then like the day later, I was like, I gotta watch that again. Like something about that was like <laughs> insane. Yeah. What I was gonna say is when you brought that up, I could think when I was sixteen, I saw a trailer or maybe it was just a clip from the movie Hostel, specifically mm. when uh, it's like it's not a very popular movie, but I just okay. remember the clip was there was a doctor and he was taking the skin off of someone's face with a with a, an exacto knife by tracing around everything oh, God. and then going underneath and pulling it all off mm-hmm. and yeah. i just remember that's a that's so freaky but it's so cool and i and i mm. need to watch that movie hostile i've never seen hostile but isn't hostile in the like saw camp of like torture porn kind yeah. of horror movies yeah. where it's like all gore. torture porn Whoa. that's what they call it yeah th- th- i think those Sleazebag. i think those types of movies are what a lot of people think of when they think horror like they mm. think like just like you know gory blood horror yes. porn no like just like gross like bloody movies is what I'm we're saying. talking about horror porn though. yeah torture porn torture porn I'm yeah sorry. so i think what me. I, I think that's those types of movies are what turned me away from horror for a long time because i mm. thought i kind of thought for a long time as a child like am i confused are you talking about torture porn right now what are you i'm talking, talking about, about movies like saw movies okay. like what are you talking about because that's what we're talking about right now no i just brought up that it's patrick, in that like torture genre. Porn. patrick torture porn is a term used for those types of movies of the ones you're describing? Yeah. Saw and hostile. We're not literally not talking literal, about it. Jesus Christ. Oh not literal like torture porn. They're referred <laughs> to as torture porn movies because it's like those horror movies like their selling point is like look at these people getting maimed and shit. Yeah. I think we should end on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I think it's time Jesus to end on sure. Done. All right, Patrick, that's enough about torture porn. Let's uh, get on to Maddie's topic. Hey. <laughs> okay, so I have wanted to do this topic for basically since we started the show, but I didn't really know how to do it, and I'm glad I waited until video because I think that'll help, you know, slightly. Torture um, porn. Torture porn. <laughs> it is a great passion of mine that I know you guys don't participate in but i want to sort of bring you guys into it just a little bit uh and this topic i will admit is basically contingent on the three of your participation oh my god is this asmr what are we doing no this is going to be a two-part topic so tune in next week for part two uh because we're going to start this topic next week and or this week and next week i will be going first uh in that episode to uh finish out this topic um and I've been thinking about how to do this for a long time, and I think I've got it. So, gentlemen, I'm going to talk to you guys today about comic books. Okay. Wow. One of my favorite pastimes is just reading comic books. I read a lot of comic books. I've got so many sitting on my shelf that I have not read. So here's basically what this topic is going to be today and then next week. I have handpicked for the three of you three comics so one for Patrick, one for Malcolm, Ooh, like one recommendations? for recommendations? And I have brought the trades here. So this is where the participation from you guys comes in. Your homework, basically, for next week's episode is going to be read. Not the whole trade, because I love you guys, but I know if I gave you the whole trade, you fucking idiots wouldn't. What's the trade? Like, of the storyline? Where it's like one, six issues in one oh, okay. comic. What I want you guys to do is just read the very first issue. So like 20 to 25 pages of a comic book. Are we supposed to go out and buy it? What if we want I've more? got the trades here. Oh. This is part of the thing. So the homework, and I will remind you guys of this uh, before next week, but the homework is I want you guys to read your issue, and then all I want you to do is just like a quick synopsis, so just a couple notes on what it's about. the f- issue was about. 
And I want you to review the issue. So just like out of 10, how much you enjoyed it, all that stuff, you know, like art, writing, all that shit. Yeah. Um, and I want to know if you guys think I did a good job selecting oh, dude, the I books love this. for you. Uh, so oh, you, so, so this you is like for me, for Mark. Yes. I went, what you think we I went through uh, and tried to that. select oh. what I think you guys. Because at first I was going to do it in a way where I was going to present you guys with like options and let you pick. But then I was like, well, you know what? I think part of the fun will be me trying to pick. Oh, yeah. And then you guys next week, like letting me know. Yeah. how good I did or if I fucked it up or anything I like, like that. that a lot okay cool um, see you guys next oh, week oh and then part of the topic will be like for next week will be yeah. like do you want to continue reading, reading the comic and again okay. I know you guys aren't comic readers so if you're all like no fucking whatever then I don't care but it's just like are, would you be interested enough to like <laughs> keep going I'm sorry I just, I, just, I just randomly like Mark's dying at the cough um, I would love to I mean I'm sure I'm gonna like it I feel like you have a pretty good um way of like because even you've recommended stuff to me before that i've liked even mm. like i think you meant you mentioned like i think like paper girls or whatever yes but um my only issue with like comic books in general is like the ones that are like five million issues like i was at some point i was going to get into the walking dead uh, graphic novel mm. but i just like i found out there was like a million volumes and i was like don't want to spend all that money don't want to spend all that time so as long as it's like I, i'm i love reading graphic novels as long as it's not like insanely long here's the thing i took that into account of Lovely. the three comics i've selected here yours is the only one that's done love it like it's wow. over and it's only five <laughs> trades BS, so yours bro. is done your two are both Check my goddamn ongoing and not only are they ongoing there's like spin-offs and stuff that aren't like important but okay. it's just and we'll get to that better I have a be bunch a dc of, comic I'm, I'm particularly excited about this Me too i yeah. Like I've been wanting to get into comics Same. for so long. Like I even have them laying on the on the floor in you my have, room. You have you have no waiting. excuse. I have no excuse. I'm waiting. I'm they're on the floor in my room. I just haven't opened them yet, and they're fucking cool. I have like Deathlock. I have Spider Man. Dude, I have are we his, his dad has hundreds and yeah. hundreds of comics. Are, are we are we considering like? Um, I'm thinking like traditional comic books, but are we talking about like graphic novels as well? Yeah, anything counts really. Sweet. So wait, just, what are we doing today? I'm gonna present to each of you your okay. comics oh, oh okay i like this okay so actually, we're gonna start on a different note i not no not <laughs> i was gonna say i actually have read a graphic novel now i think about it i read the entire bone series oh and i yeah. love that that's I what i want to revisit because i remember reading the first couple as a kid and being like oh this is cool but like i want to kind of revisit it as like a you know bigger wasn't, kid wasn't there a, a really good one too <laughs> about like kid. about like um um, Nazis, but it's like about it's like rats or mouse. mouse. Yeah, it's called mouse. Mouse, is like M A U S or whatever. I may use it. Yeah, M A U S. Those are cool. Those are yeah, it's really it's about the Holocaust. But yeah, it's like Anyways. done as like rats. Um, Mister Malcolm, we're gonna start with you. Originally, I had suggested for you something light and funny, and I had gone with Sex Criminals, which is also a completed comic. However, the more I was thinking that about is it, crazy. I was like, on the same episode we talk about sexual offenders. That's wow. the, I think what I'm gonna call sex that topic criminal. is just sex criminals. Sex criminals. Yeah, sure. It's like a little wink and a nod. Um. But the thing is, I know I've mentioned that comic to you guys before, and I kind of wanted to go with things that you guys like haven't heard of. Mm. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, I know Malcolm could do the light and funny thing. And then I went to a different place. Speaking of your topic, horror. Wow. Horror. Here we go. Excited. Here it is. Excited. Here it is. First reveal. He pulls out a gun and pops First him. Reveal. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> His blood all over him. the Goodfellas. So for Mr. Malcolm here, Blood's and let me pull up this thing because I'm so nifty. I'm it's currently touching my leg. Is this on the TV? Yes, it is, it and is. it's really small. This is a piece of artwork, uh, which you will one day see, from a little book we like to call 
Something is killing the children. Now I have marked with the oh, blue sticky this note. This looks so dope. So the Scared blue the sticky me. note is what you have to read up to. So that's if the it, first am I allowed to read issue. Past? Can I read past? This is the thing. Good. If you guys want to go past, and this can be part of the conversation next week, please, I encourage you. Now I would say don't flip through it too much now with all of them I give you because I want to like. What if, you, what if you open it and it just starts like the book starts screaming? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I did. So <laughs> I do have some things quick. written down here just to like fill you guys in a bit. So something is killing the children is written by James Tinian Tynan. I forgot how to say his last name. Uh, the fourth, and it is drawn by Werther. I didn't write down his last name. It says the, it on the, the side of the thing. The art looks super cool on the front. Werther. Show it to the camera. I can't tell you how excited I am right now. Werther <laughs> Deladera. Uh, I can't put it into words. That I apologize. I so uh, it is an ongoing comic, so it's not done yet. It's currently at six volumes, so six of those yeah, or thirty-two yeah. issues total. Uh, and there's one spin-off series called The House of Slaughter, which is going, but it's not like I haven't even started it yet. It's not that's integral such a to that. scary. Something is killing the children. Great that title. is such that's a good scary title. Great title. title. It's perfect. Every once in a while, you oh find a perfect God. title, and I think that's one of them. So, just a brief synopsis, and this is off of this is actually the only comic that's not an image series. This is Boom Studios. Mm. Um, so, the synopsis: When the children of Archer's Peak begin to go missing, everything seems hopeless. Most children never return, but the ones that do have terrible stories, impossible stories of terrifying creatures that live in the shadows. Their only hope of finding and eliminating the threat is the arrival of a mysterious stranger, one who believes the children and claims to see what they can see. Her name is Erica Slaughter. She kills monsters. That is all she does, and she bears the cost because it must be done. Cool. So just to build on the synopsis, the idea of the comic is in this world... Children can see these monsters that feed on children and adults can't. So the idea of the book is that it's happening in this town of Archer's Peak. I think it's in like Wisconsin. I think mm. it's a fictional town too. So it's kind of happening in like this small rural town America where like children are going missing kind of thing. And the first issue kind of just follows this one boy who ends up meeting Erica mm. when she kind of pulls up to the town and like slowly the two of them like kind of getting to know each other this by the way is you know, erica yeah you know what i like about that the concept of it too mm-hmm. is like it's very much a play on you know parents not believing their kids yes. fears and mm-hmm. like you know yes. what I'm i didn't even think about that yeah. where it's like yeah. the parents don't believe them but then she shows up and she's like i, I got you i know you this got, like yeah. i know you're telling the truth kind of thing okay. so that mr malcolm is his pick. is your Sweet. comic now the other thing i will say with this is it depends how good at retaining information you guys are because like i'm not saying you have to like go home tonight and read this you could literally read it the day we record next week if you want it like really fresh in your oh head. he will um i also <laughs> already have a synopsis written for all of your first issues mm. so that like i can kind of help fill in some stuff um but anyways something is killing the children for malcolm who's next Next is Mr. Patrick Fahim. Let's go. Screw best for you. last, best for last, oh, baby. Okay, whatever. Now let me see if I can pull up this next preview. You're jealous. I know you are. <laughs> this is gonna pull up. Yes, it is. Perfect. There is your. I don't artwork. even want to turn around. I don't. Know. I just want to see the comic. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so. What if this is the middle finger flipping you off? <laughs> so for Mr. Patrick, uh, I wanted to go with something that I figured would be up your alley, and okay. I thought Patrick, like myself is a superhero fan now honestly i had considered giving you invincible i was thinking to myself oh my god he's gonna give me Invincible." here's the thing though the problem is we've watched the first season of the show everybody should watch the show and read the book yeah so you already kind of know like what happens in the early days of invincible the other thing is the invincible comic starts with a storyline they totally cut out from the show where of like him first becoming invincible and like Mm. the first kind of arc is there's like i think it's a teacher at his high school 
is like He's implanting kids with bombs oh, damn. and like turning them into like unwilling suicide bombers. Oh and that whole goodness. plot was like totally like they never even mm. bothered that in, with that in the show. They just got kind of like right right into it to it with yeah. like the guardians and all that. Um, so I kind of figured like, eh, like why do that? And then I it occurred to me about another superhero comic that I've been reading as of late that I am very interested in and a big fan of. Patrick, I present to you and you can look at the screen now. Radiant Black. Mm. Tell me what this is about. And you can look at the art. The behind cover you is now very too, cool. Oh, yeah, that is Radiant yeah, Black. Yeah. Uh, Radiant Black is written by Kyle Higgins and drawn by Marcelo Costa. It is currently ongoing at four volumes, so four of these, uh, and twenty-seven issues. If you were doing issue by issue, it is part of what is known as the massive massive verse. So Kyle Higgins at Image kind of has his own universe of comics, where it's this comic, Radiant Black. And like two or three other comics that all exist in the same universe. Yeah. As of yet, they haven't really like crossed over all that much. Like in the later, especially in this first volume, because this was the first of anything in that world. Later in some of the Radiant Black stuff, they mention like, oh, did you hear about that guy and like whatever the fuck? Um, but it's not the most integral. Anyways, the synopsis. And this is pulled, all the synopsis I pulled right off the website. So this is off of image. For fans of Invincible and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comes a brand new ongoing series that reinvents superheroes for a new generation. Nathan Burnett has just turned 30 and things aren't great. He's working and failing at two jobs. His credit card debt is piling up and his only move is moving back home with his parents. But when Nathan discovers and unlocks the ethereal cosmic radiant, he's given the power to radically change his fortunes. There's just one problem. The powers don't belong to him, and the cosmic beings who created them want them back mm. by any means necessary. Mm. That sounds that sounds cool. So Radiant Black is a lot of fun. It's really interesting. Nathan Burnett, the protagonist, is an interesting case because he's not like a heroic person. He's kind of just this like I think he's a writer or something, and he's like kind of just this down on his luck, like like you know he's just like a normal guy who's kind of going through shit. And one night when he moves back home, him and his friend in this image up uh, back there is Marshall. They're like, I mean, I won't spoil it, but long story short, he comes into power or comes into contact with this radiant thing, thus donning him this suit, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and the series is cool because it gets very like sci-fi and cosmic and it kind of gets into like a lot of stuff the further you go down. It also, what I like about all your first issues is they all end on some sort of cliffhanger, which I mean, when it's the first issue, that's kind of the point. Um and they kind of like set interesting seeds for where their stories is going to go. And Radiant Black, I just think is like, it's not the greatest superhero thing I've ever read. Like that would still be invincible to me, but it's really good. And it's done a lot of like interesting stuff that next week, if you read it and like, I'm not going to continue, then I'll spoil some of that stuff. But it's doing very like, I'll put this in a way that you guys won't understand, but maybe some of the audience will. This comic kind of pulls a Metal Gear Solid 2 at some point which you're, i know you're right i don't understand. which i know means nothing to you but to people who know that game will kind of get that yeah. um and it also pulls i mean this won't be a spoiler but they did something with the comic recently that i don't actually know how it turned out yet if it's even been figured out but back in the 80s when they killed jason todd the second robin that was a phone-in thing where it was like at the end of some batman comic it was like hey does jason todd live or die like phone in and vote and however oh, the votes oh. go is how we're going to go. And they voted to kill him off, which is where you get death in the storyline. Which, when you think about it, like, 
the butterfly effect of that's like they killed him. That like you know gives you Tim Drake as the next Robin. Years later, it gives you Red Hood as a character when they bring Jason back. Like it leads to a lot of cool shit. And they did a similar thing with Radiant Black, where the art uh, writer guy Kyle Higgins like put out a Twitter thing, being like, "Hey, we're making a decision about this book that's going to be fan voted. Vote." on this and whatever vote gets it is how the story is going to go kind of thing. Mm. What specifically they voted on, I won't obviously give away, but like, so they just, it's doing cool shit like that. And I figured again, superheroes, I thought it'll be a Patrick's alley. Okay. So anyways, okay. radiant black. We now turn to our last. Ooh, I'm excited. Mr. <laughs> Mark. Now, as I mentioned for you, I picked something that was completed. Cause I figured if you did want to go through with it, yes. it would be something that, you know, there's an, a light at the end of the tunnel. I like that, yeah. Um, like and that. when I was also thinking about yours, I was trying to think about, you know, Mark's interest in things. And my mind immediately went to science fiction hmm. and something a little deep, okay. pun intended, uh, <laughs> a little, you know, thoughtful and provoking. And also something with, of all three of the books, maybe my favorite art of the three books, uh, but for sure the most, like, not out there, but just... Vibrant? When you see the art, eventually you'll know what I'm talking about, and that is. I'm not, I'm I'm not gonna look at the screen. I'm not gonna look at the screen. My image, again. Everybody, give me two seconds. Is it up? There it is. There's an example of the art in terms I'm not, of. The I'm not looking. You can see in your periphery. No, I can't. No, not like, I can't see. I see green. <laughs> I present to you, Mr. Mark. Low. Cool. Oh, that's so One cool. Syllable. And you can look at the screen. Low. Ooh, I like that. Low is written by Rick Remender, a writer, by the way, like James uh, Tiny and Kyle Higgins. I haven't read like a ton of his other stuff, although he's done an Ultraman series for Marvel, which is fucking dope. Um, but Rick Remender, the low writer, I am a big fan of. He's awesome. Uh, and drawn by Greg Tocchini, Tocchini, I don't fucking know. Wow, I'm really that bad sounded really things. butchered. Yeah. Uh, low is completed at five volumes or 26 issues total. There's no like additional series or any stuff it's just pretty short a one and done thing yeah it's it wasn't like a super long one (laughs) i like that though fantastic uh the synopsis in the far distant future the sun's premature expansion has irradiated earth sending humanity to the lowest depths of the seas hidden within radiation shielded cities while probes scour the universe for inhabitable words to relocate to after tens of thousands of years a single probe returns, crashing on Earth's surface, a now alien place no human has seen for many millennia. Hmm. So I, it, cool. in essence, the, awesome. com- the premise of the book is that at some point in Earth's history, the sun starts expanding like way earlier than anybody thought it was going to. And it makes Earth basically Un- uninhabitable. uninhabitable. Mm. So in a almost Bioshock-like thing, yep. people build these like underwater. cities underwater, like multiple cities underwater, and that's where just humanity is sort of forced to live. But before they go down, they shoot these probes into space that if they ever find a planet that people can live on are supposed to come back to Earth and like say, like, hey, we found this planet. Like, go there and yeah. live to sort of like save the human race. And so the setup of the book is it's this woman right here, uh, Stell, She's sort of the book again in a thought provoking way is very like hope and optimism is kind of a theme of the book. Mm-hmm. And Stell specifically is like a very optimistic and hopeful person. And so she's kind of one of the people in this in the city they're living in who's kind of like a lot of people have sort of given up on the idea that the probes are ever going to return where she's one of the few people who's like, no, there's a probe like it's coming someday. Like we're mm. gonna be saved, kind of thing. Um, especially because at this point, 
being thousands and thousands of years afterwards, like a lot of the cities are starting to kind of like fall apart. Like they're falling apart and like mm. it's over basically. Mm. Like humanity is on like its last legs mm. here. Like they need a Hail Mary mm. and they kind of get it in the form of the probe coming back. Now, the one thing I will mention, which is not really a spoiler, but I don't actually know if the probe returning to Earth is actually in the first issue. Oh, okay. That's fine. It happens at some point, obviously. I mean, it's in the synopsis, but I don't actually know if it's where the story, like, mm. starts. Sure. But it gets but there. Wait, the wait, wait. Can I ask you a question? Uh, have you read any of these? Oh, I, I low. I've read start to finish. Like, I've completed that. Oh. Radiant Black, I'm... Well, I usually wait for the trades. I don't do it by issue. So even though I mm. said there's, like, what, 27... Yeah, there's 27 issues of Radiant Black. I've only read up to the third trade, which is probably, like... 2021 22 so i'm a little behind on radiant black and then the sixth volume of something is killing the children just came out a couple weeks ago and i have it i just haven't mm. read it yet. so i'm caught up on these two and low i've mm. finished you know it's i like the the art style reminds me of um one of the a graphic novels i have read which is uh fables i think it's mm. f- f- yeah yeah has a very similar art style it's kind of like drawn yes the art in it. this is a lot more like Sketchy? painterly almost mm. and a little more like sketchy like it's not mm. as clean as like, like radiant black can I, open, yeah. can I open it and take a look at it please yes yeah if you guys want to flip through a bit like don't go too nuts oh, kind of wow. thing because I don't want well, things to be uh, totally Sorry. ruined um, but so you the closed st- mine but didn't close theirs well because you're you know in arm's reach Um, so the sticky notes on all your issues are the end of the first issues now again this is the thing and I'll tell you guys this off air just as reminders but all I want from you guys is just like your synopsis of the issue can just be like a couple jot notes you reviewing the issue of like what you thought of it you know what did you like what didn't you like how good do you think i did on picking a series and then the question of like would you want to continue reading and i guess maybe for some of you did you continue reading past the first issue kind of thing yeah um and yeah so this is why it's like a two-parter so that next week we can kind of reconvene again and do this and i also wanted to do this because like i said i am such a comic book fiend and i know you guys like aren't necessarily and so this i don't want to like force it on you guys i feel like you're you're forcing <laughs> i feel a little bit a little bit uncomfortable a little bit forced. <laughs> but i just figured it would be like a f- this would be a fun way to do it and what i like about this topic is it's something that like you know down the line if i want to go back to the well again i could do this again of like you know hey guys i've picked three new comics for mm-hmm. you you know that i think you would each individually be into that i've like kind of tried to suss out sort of thing um this is fucking awesome so yes so i hope you i've been i've been like bouncing off the walls for like a week now thinking about like i mean just the video stuff obviously but just doing this topic specifically because i've wanted to do it and get to it and share it with you guys so bad and now you know it's not it's it's not like a sense of it's not like a sense of relief because now i'm just going to be sitting for like a week like foaming at the mouth to just Mm -hmm. like hear what you guys have to say um next week um and like I said, and this is will this does is me putting pressure on you. Next week's version of this topic is going to be as good as you make it. So if you don't read your issues, mm. fuck you, and it's a shit topic. <laughs> um, but like Fair I said, enough. I didn't want to go with the whole trade. Like I only wanted to do the first issue just to you know not ask for I too like much of your the time. Of but obviously, more. yes, the option is there if you mm. want to kind of go through. You know, if you are interested, in, even well, if you only do like another, you could do like two or three issues and then be like, ah, actually, this isn't like this is kind of lame. What do you do if we come back next week and Malcolm's is like ripped up and like burned? Oh my god! Why would that, that would suck. I mean, please take care of these. These are my. <laughs> oh, this is lovely. Um, 
But yeah, and that is the thing, like I said earlier, like I was debating maybe giving Malcolm sex criminals and in my head of like maybe doing this again someday, like I already kind of have number twos, number twos sort of in mind for you guys that I might have gone with but didn't kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really loving the concept of the Mark's book. I keep thinking about, yeah, right? about what that is. I think well, all of these are cool to be honest. Like yeah. there was another sci-fi one that like if we did do this again, I would probably give you, Malcolm, the sci-fi one and then Patrick something a little different and then maybe give Mark something a little lighter like so I have one in mind that's like a little like it's more like funny and lighter and kind of tongue in cheek and whatever yeah um and yeah and I wanted to stay away from like Marvel and DC stuff mm, because I yeah. figured like there's a million Marvel and DC comics that I would like happily give you guys but I didn't want to this is more interesting. I didn't yeah, want to give you guys like, you know, Dark Knight Returns and like a Spider-Man story and be like, hey, here's these characters and worlds you already know. Like, I wanted to give you something, you know, fresh, new fresh and, and fresh new. and something that you did know. But anyways, uh, I will ramble on no longer. So I hope you guys like this. And for you, the audience, I don't know which camera to talk to. So I'm going to talk to both. Uh, if you want to play three. along, this is. Well, oh, you only have two. That's right. Everybody's only really have two. Uh, if you want to play along at home then you should do that. Like, you know, go, you can go, uh, there's a really good website, which I don't, I, I don't know if I should be promoting it. I recommend please buy your comic books, but you know, if money's a thing, I get it. Uh, read comics online where you can just straight up read comic books online. Like I do it sometimes. Um, you just expose yourself. Criminal. Well, I do it because Jail. like I, <laughs> I'm reading ultimate Spider-Man right now, but that's from like the early two thousands. And to actually get that entire like mm-hmm. 130 issue run would cost me a, I will probably do it one day, but it would cost me easily like $200 or something. Even murderers just get by their crimes, it. but that's okay. Exactly. Um, so if you want to play at home, if any of these three comics sounded interesting to you and mm. you want to read them on your own, join the Radiant join, Black Wave. You, know, you could check low out baby. Radiant Black. You could check out Low. You could check out Something is Killing kill Children. Kill the Children. You know, see what's, see what's up. This, see is, what's this is the you way gotta, you want to ride. You gotta kill the children. Um, okay. This is the yes. coolest art. So that, was, <laughs> so that was my topic. Anyways, Fun. once again. Love it. This has been your episode of Wildly First, thank you. Video episode. First and last. Like I said at the top, (laughs) I will just uh, quickly reiterate again. We're on video now. Uh, There will be some growing pains, so bear with us. But, uh, you know, thank you for your patience. Uh, We are now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The day this episode goes live, there is already another video live. That's just like a quick little two-minute video that we recorded. Uh, sort of just going over the announcements and changes to the show, the video, the you know podcast services updates and all that. Uh, so if you want just a quick little condensed version, check that out. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Rate the show. There you go. with a high rating. Because the more kind of reviews and ratings we get, especially higher ones, you know, it, algorithm likes that and picks us up a little more. So it'll make our lives a lot better and a lot easier. And your life too, by extension. You I was, fucking shitbag. I was gonna say you have to add like rate for like yes. things, but you're already on it. I'm you're already on, the ball. on it. I'm on the ball. But anyways, this has been uh, this has been the show. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? I, um, I I just can't wait to read this thing. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm getting into this thing awesome. right tomorrow. Tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Very good. With with regards to other closing thoughts, um, we've got you know each one of us is individually thinking about now that we have video the possibilities of different stuff we could talk about different stuff we could do so a lot coming in the pipeline and i'm excited to we sort can of take make suggestions. my thoughts yeah oh yeah that's a good idea if you know you guys want to interact make make suggestions comment on the video we will read it and that's we'll, true sometimes i feel like yeah. it's like um 
if we're blanking a little bit, it's nice to have a suggestion. But yeah, it's nice to keep things fresh. But anyways, the point I was trying to make is making our thoughts into reality is going to be exciting over the next. Um, yeah, I was. You know what I was thinking before I got here? I was like, I kind of wish we could just like skip all the ones that we banked and just like go. I want to upload this now. I want to like see it now. <laughs> oh you know? my god, I thought of, I thought about it today where I was like, oh, we're gonna be making clips for episode yeah. fourteen, then Audio. episode fifteen, and then it's gonna yeah, be yeah. finally we're working with. And even like the footage I got for some TikToks mm-hmm. that I'm gonna be making is like I'm not even gonna be working with that footage until like two yeah. weeks from now. Kind of gonna feel a little weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. All right. Good night, guys. And Thank I don't you. know. If see ya. Cool. Yeah. Good night. Goodbye. Bye.